we do our intro so we don't lose on out on this because <laughs> now all of this is just b-roll <laughs> <laughs> no you should just roll with this really we, like, we actually couldn't i could just drop in an intro <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Sorry, that was a weird intro. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, let's screw it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. All right. <laughs> so we have Nick and Josh from Bumblebear, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we've actually, we've never had you actually on the podcast before, mm-hmm. right? We've talked on the show yeah, before. True. Yeah, we, we've, we hung out at E3 and I think um, oh no, we got some audio recording. Josh from E3. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we did put that into the podcast oh, while we were yeah, at so, yeah. so technically, yes, technically so wait, Josh yeah. has been on the podcast. <laughs> huh. Okay. With, with that was, though, who are Nick and Josh? Yes. yes. This is an existential who? question. <laughs> who are like, we? Where do you sit yeah. Who's on anybody? a metaphysical level? I, who I really is feel Josh? like that's a, a really appropriate question and like... Uh, these days where I just see Nick over Skype and Zoom and Hangouts and Facebook Messenger, like all these different platforms and he has a different background for each one. And it's like, I I really feel like, uh, you know, it is a different kind of like understanding of what everybody on our team is and everybody that I interact with on a, on a day-to-day basis. But to answer your question, I think in the way that you mean it, um, we're game designers we oh you're uh, game chefs we we already established this <laughs> right. we're no, uh game line cooks and um, uh we make arcade games we made all types of games but these days we're making well you know i should say until about three weeks ago we were making arcade games now we're down we're back to making a downloadable game again uh because of the fact that all the arcades are closed and um you know we just had to kind of temporarily shift to making a game for our fans to play at home boo um, covid yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yay for this game because people. of it <laughs> yeah. but yeah. hooray oh. games yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so nick, i mean nick and i have a company called bumble bear and uh we're probably best known for a game called killer queen it's a that stupid d game arcade game mm-hmm. stupid d game <laughs> um but we we've done other arcade games like black emperor and pixel prison blues um and basically we both design the games uh nick does the art i do the music um we both program um and you know we have other people on our team too it's not just us yeah we have uh gyro who is um our our main programmer these days and um we have chaco who was doing technical support and um and like uh, ordering stuff for us, uh, but uh, recently he's kind of taken on a new role, doing more social media. Uh, Belia used to work for us, and she's still doing a few things for us part time. Uh, and she used to do our social media, but now she went to Jackbox. We traded her. <gasps> I got I got a copy of Jackbox parties party. Packages. Yeah, so did, yeah, so did I. You yeah. got you got you each got one copy of six. Right? Trade deal. <laughs> <laughs> so how how long have you guys been in the industry? What what's your history like? Um, God. Uh, I mean, professionally, I started making games in 1997 and then, but like just goofing around and making games, 
uh, with my brother, um, I guess, 1982. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't been at it quite as long. I, I, I think professionally I started around early 2000s, um, maybe 2003, 2004. Uh, and, and actually, Nick and I had met not too long after I started, maybe a few years after I, I started doing it really professionally. I was doing some other software uh, development before before that. But we, we met then and we were friends for a long time and, uh, and started doing some, some little experimental projects just in our spare time. And, and then we formed up Bumblebear in... Um, uh, help me out, Nick. What year? Twenty. It was. Uh, I. It was after we had. We had. I think it was 2014. Yeah, that sounds right. 2014. Yeah. So I guess we've been officially working together six years now. Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna get the seven year itch soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gonna get a divorce. I'm gonna start cheating on him. Yeah. <laughs> get traded to Jackbox. Yeah. <laughs> are, are they hiring? <laughs> so I guess the first the first question that I have is that Nick, so you do the art. What took you so long to finally draw abs onto a bee? <laughs> what 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 took me so long to draw abs onto a bee? Yeah. Um you know, uh it's process, really. And uh you gotta find your way. I don't know. <laughs> you know, we actually we discovered something really interesting just a couple hours ago. I, I dug up this really old prototype called Defenderoids that we made right after the initial version of Killer Queen. And but and then we kind of like scrapped it. But we like we we dug up all these prototypes that we're including in this thing we're doing called the the Bumble Bundle, which is like a bunch of our lost prototypes. And uh, but anyway, one of the characters in that is like an astronaut version of Abs. Like, <laughs> well, did you notice the abs. other guy? And the <laughs> other guy is like the Skulls guy, although it looks right. a little more like a space invader. <laughs> <laughs> and also, so are we gonna get hats and before, costumes and Killer Queen? <laughs> the, I mean, that game was before we actually introduced the different shirts in Killer Queen. I think is it really? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think it might have been like so. right around the same time must, or right it, before. It's too much of a coincidence. It had to have been right. After. So, are you saying? Unless that, you're saying that's the origin. So everybody in all the drones in Killer Queen have abs. They're just all wearing shirts. Well, that's one thing that confirm or deny. We've been talking about with our, with our new game. Like you can you can unlock different characters, but we're trying to figure out like is it that you unlock different characters or just different shirts to put on abs? Not that that answers your question about Killer Queen because that could be a completely different story. Will Will there be hats? <laughs> yes. Can we get hats? Yes. In, in abs versus the blood queen. Yes. That's. I defer to Nick on that. Maybe. Anything's <laughs> <laughs> possible. It's, it's not a. It's not a flat out no. Uh, I mean, I know that hats are coming to another Killer Queen product. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> hats what, will maybe? be canon. Is all I heard right there. Yes, that's yep. that's what I heard. Hats are <laughs> canon. Uh, cats in the Caribbean multiverse cannons. I heard it. That's what I heard. <laughs> Can I confirm or deny anything? <laughs> As, asking the real hard questions here, and I beat it first. It really fascinates me how much people have like locked onto hats, right? Like it's like <laughs> it's like they have nothing to talk about, so they're like. 
what can we really kind of hone in on and complain is missing from the hats? <laughs> I'll give you a million dollars for hats. I think that it's like, more really? they're looking for something that can change the game without impacting the game. <laughs> and is cool that, hats, cool hats and sunglasses is all that I could think of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what if you have really like tall like top hat, so then you can't go through certain areas? I mean, oh, that's just me. Hat and fierce. <laughs> In in the original bubble bash, it's just a hat. In the original bubble bash, uh, Abs was actually wearing a big ten gallon hat. (laughs) (laughs) That's true because we were in Texas. We were in Texas, and he was riding a a ten gallon hat. He was riding a snail with long horns on it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is a good question. Abs. How many? How much like snail riding is going to be in Abs versus Killer Queen? It seems pretty quick, so snails probably wouldn't be like anything that you could have unless you give them like I don't know speed or something. No, because the the snail the snail tracks are pretty short in Abs versus Blood Queen, but uh, oh, it's but like about, snail. It's about getting to the snail fast enough so that. Like you can actually do it because it's worth a lot of points. Gotcha. Well, okay. So yeah, you're being chased by this wall of like undead warriors, and <laughs> they kill everything around you a little bit faster than they kill you, and so you kind of get a, a chance to escape. And it's very satisfying if you're on a snail and they kill the snail and it like pops underneath you, and that. But you can you can then like kind of make an escape. Um, it's pretty satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> Snail Sacrificial pop. snail. Exactly. <laughs> what if the snail gets wings and can fly? Pegasus that's, snail? That's an interesting <laughs> idea. Like if you feed it a berry and then it goes into a gate and you use (laughs) and then you have a warrior snail. Oh my god. You're definitely gonna be able to ride a scorpion. I think it would be cool to be able to like have different areas where you ride different things. That'd be cool. yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Different so we could have we could have tiny geckos. So you gotta think you gotta think in scale of a, a bee and a snail. So we'd have a snail, tiny geckos, like baby geckos, baby scorpions. Mm-hmm. Uh do geckos ride climb on the walls? Oh yeah, geckos climb on walls, so you could do that. I climb on the ceilings. Fun killer queen back. That's why it's a snail. It's originally it climbed up the wall. That was the initial design of it. Because and instead, like you made really it go slower screen. through grass. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, the vertical the vertical part didn't quite work because then there was platforms against the wall. And- well, but the, the the real reason was because the original version of Killer Queen was vertical. That's right. Like, uh, like portrait, portrait mm, oriented. That's right. It was portrait mode. So like, so we didn't, we just didn't have a lot of real estate horizontally. So we were thinking, well, okay, maybe you could travel vertically up the wall. How about for a flying mount, though? How about just straight up ostrich, like from Jabs? <laughs> it's, it's an ostrich that has been shrunk down by Rick Moranis and is now sitting in the size of a bee. That, I mean, I, that works for yes. me. Who wants the rights to Joust at this point? Oh, I, I knew this Atari, one. I imagine. Atari I think. I think it's it. Warner Brothers. Actually, is it Atari? Let's, or it Warner might Brothers? be Warner no, Brothers. No, no, Atari doesn't own it. I think I'm fairly certain it's Warner Brothers. Let's see. I we can always do a Google search. Make a, mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. if it was owned by Warner Brothers, I would imagine they would have made a crappy movie based about it by now. Midway. Oh my God, I think that they would be did. amazing. So Midway, which is owned by <laughs> Warner Brothers, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wait, did they really make a Joust movie? I think so. No what? way. No were they way. were planning no. on making a Joust movie or something? I, they were planning on making a Joust movie. That is, that sounds right. I, I swear I remember that. Really? I mean, they were also good. <laughs> did you ever hear about Tim Burton's Superman? Yes. No, that sounds amazing. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no, oh, no oh. It's, 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 you might like it, Josh, but. <laughs> Someone burst Josh's bubble. It's like. Yeah, well, wait, because why, it's why would so, I like it? Because it's so off canon. Because who's uh-huh. who's Superman in that, Nick? Uh, it's uh, it's what's his name? Uh, uh, Rick uh, Nick Cage. Ford Coppola's it's Nick nephew. Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I would like that. I would. You should see the the screen test <laughs> that they did for it. He looks like the goofiest. It, it looks like Jack Skellington as Superman almost. It's, <laughs> like, it's, it's so weird. It's crazy. It's like it's some kind of like if like it feels like if Superman were crossed with RuPaul, like this <laughs> yes. would be the Superman. You know, it, wow. he's totally not wrong in any of this. This all this all sounds right. <laughs> so it's just RuPaul's drag away race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I don't know why people keep wanting Tim Burton to make superhero movies because he hates comic books. So it's like, it, it kind of makes no sense at all. Well, he did such <laughs> a good job with the first Batman, though. Like that first wait, Batman wait, movie oh, was Oh, great. back the fuck up. Oh, no you didn't way. like that? <laughs> it was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was possibly one of the worst movies of all time. I was also like nine when that came yeah, out. Yeah, see, so that's, that's the thing. I, I was, was born in 80. Older. Wait, wait, what year did it come out? Was it 88 or 80? Something like that. 86, yeah. 87? No, it wasn't 86. I think it was, was like it 88? 88. Something okay. like that. In which case then I was like, I was like seven or eight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I remember it. I remember it for like, hey, let's go to Taco Bell and get stuff. Oh, it's 89. So I was eight years old. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, I thought that it was great. I still saw it in the theaters and everything. Probably shouldn't have seen it in the theaters at eight years old. But, I you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I had basically built it up in my head so much that nothing could have lived up to my expectations. <laughs> so, like, I, like, I was coming off like you know, Frank Miller's Batman. I was like, oh, this could be awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like that. And I was like, ooh. That's no, I could, see, I could see if you were reading the gritty Batman in the 80s, like if, if that's what you were reading, and then all of a sudden you get Michael Keaton, Mr. Dad, or Mr. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mom like, as Batman. Like Michael, you know what's funny now? You know what's funny? I hated Michael Keaton back in the day, and now I love him. Like, I, like did you see Birdman? I haven't seen that yet. I really no. need to it's see it. It's amazing. Like everything he does now, he's like actually turned into a real actor now. It's like kind of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like he's lost all the stupid shit that he relied on to like just kind of hack his way through it. And now he just acts. And it's I, it probably all the multiplicity. shit that the 80s was built on. Because the 80s is just built on just gimmicky acting. So like that that really like feels yeah. feels yeah like i mean there was it. no shortage of schmaltz in the 80s yeah exactly sure. like, what's and, his name that was in a uh, police academy uh oh uh 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 with the white hair gutenberg uh, oh see gutenberg yeah, yeah, yeah gutenberg yeah, yeah. Man. that guy that guy I'd like to see him make a comeback movie. he needs a comeback <laughs> 
No. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> He's the worst of the worst. He should not come back. He needs to come back. Stay, he needs one. <laughs> stay back there. Stay stay underground. You wouldn't even like to see them make like a police academy where he's the commandant now? No. Uh-huh. I, I, you know what? There were so <laughs> many you, police academy movies. What more could we possibly say? It's kind of like when they did a new Jay and Silent Bob. I was like, what? Why? Why does anybody need this? Money. Money, money, money. Money, yeah, that's exactly money, it. money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they made a fortune on those movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it in, uh, in, oh, God. What was the movie and the musical? Uh, the producers. You make oh, more yeah. money with a flop than you do with a than you do with a hit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's still the case. Maybe, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. <laughs> if only video games worked that way, and you could just flop your way through the gaming industry. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, they, tried, does yeah, they tried. Yeah. They tried. EA does that know. currently. So does exactly. Ubisoft. My brother worked with a guy who. Uh, who basically was working for this other guy who is making video games so he can like mark them off as a loss. <gasps> Money laundering. Yeah, oh. I mean, this was back mm-hmm. in the eight, like in the eighties. <laughs> but like, uh, I. Yeah. E, this is the company that made ET. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick <laughs> yeah. literally made a game called uh, Worst Game Ever, right? Oh yeah, that's called? right. Yeah, yeah, I made a game for Adult Swim called Worst Game Ever. Oh, and so I remember when that game came out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Like, oh, really? There at three Did o'clock in the it? morning, watching Adult Swim. No, because I, I was, I'm not a PC gamer anymore. So everything that I do is always on console now. Unfortunately, I mean the the story was basically they called me up and they were like, we we have assets. From a from a Aquatine Hunger Force game <laughs> that we were gonna do, and uh, but we canceled the project. But we still have all these assets. So could you could you make a really bad game out of it? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I can make some shit. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I guess. And so like, I I made a prototype for them, and they're like, no, this is too good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then like it just kept getting worse. And, I mean, until it really was terrible. Like basically you walk right for a half an hour and then there's a pit. And if you if you fall in the pit, there's no way to get out. And then um <laughs> And then so it is kind of like ET, actually. It is actually. Yeah, exactly. This is basically yeah. ET. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and, and if you jump over the pit, then you can make it to the end, uh, and then you you unceremoniously win. That's, I, I love that's the, the fact, but I love the fact that you tried to make a bad game and were incapable of making a bad game and they had to they had to pay you more money to make oh, a no, bad no, game. No, yeah, yeah, because Adult Swim is really into paying developers oh, yeah. more money. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll give you yeah, 50 yeah. more dollars to make it in. worse. <laughs> and you're like, 50 bucks? Hell yeah, that's like a case, of, that's like five cases of Top Ramen. I can do that. <laughs> Get me some cubes, go to Costco. <laughs> I, I made a game that that might have been worse, but it wasn't supposed to be. It was, it was a work <laughs> unintentionally game. worse. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a phone game. Some, I think I know which one you're talking about too. They the it was called Swim the Race Trainer. 
Oh yes. And it was a phone game where you're, it was a 3D game on your phone where you're, but where you're, you're like swimming across the screen. And it was supposed to like <laughs> teach you how to actually swim, I guess. And <laughs> it had like pretty good 3D graphics and for the time. I mean, this was like 10 years ago or whatever on mobile. But And then the way you played it is you had your phone in your hand and it detected the, the um, accelerometer in the phone. So you'd actually like make swimming motions with your hands uh, <laughs> to, con- to make the guy on the screen move. But of course, you can't see the screen when you're doing that. <laughs> it was just like completely uh, impossible to play and didn't actually um, teach you anything about sw- swimming and it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> so this ran on like a, like a G2 or like uh, an OG iPhone? I think it was, yeah, it was an early iPhone. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was on iPhone. I remember I downloaded it from my phone and like, I was like... <laughs> This is crap. Play this. And you're like, this is crap. I want to make video games for this guy. <laughs> this is bullshit. I want to work with this No, dude. but Josh had warned me. Josh had warned me that it was pretty bad. So like, I kind of knew like what was up. I like the idea. Did you ever play that game I made for Lipitor? What? No. What? No, I mean, yeah, wait. Yeah. I made I made the uh, I made the Lipitor pinball challenge. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, so we need to make an actual pin out of that. Uh, yeah, kind of like <laughs> Al Acorn. He walks around with a big giant button that says "Ask me about Pong." Ask me about I Lipitor pinball. Right. I, I need a big ask me about Lipitor Wait, pinball. What is Lipitor? It's for like high high cholesterol or something. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah. So, I mean, I but, should know this because, like, at regular intervals, the game would stop and give you a quiz oh, about Lipitor. Oh, <laughs> people, this this was free. I hope, and like they didn't. Oh yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was forty nine ninety nine on Steam. <laughs> even forty nine cents on Steam would have just no, been no, 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 you, you, you couldn't even buy it. It was like it was uh, it was for so iPad. It was for iPad, but it you like it was on a. Like it, it was like on a vertical market kind of account, like like basically. So you, like the the advertising agency would load it onto these iPads, and then they would go to these doctor. Oh, they had to side load it on. Yeah, they they would go to these doctor conferences, and they would use the game to lure doctors into the tour <laughs> booth. It was a swag. Did they not learn that though. doctors prefer like booze pills and scantily clad pharma girls? <laughs> <laughs> at that point. Libertor. Yeah, well, no, it's a positive. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, like pinball, I, don't right? I don't know. They paid me a lot of money to make like a bunch of games for them. So I was like, all right, whatever. Oh, See, so this answers the next question is like, what's the worst thing you've done for money? <laughs> yeah. Pharma advertising games, obviously. <laughs> I'm more surprised that there is more than one, apparently. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I did one for uh, Victoza, which I don't even know what it does. Then there was one that was like, I don't remember what what medicine it was for, but like 
there was like just these horrendous pictures of people with all kinds of boils on their faces <laughs> and their legs and whatever. Like, this is really gross. I can get behind the Victoza one. Victoza is an injectable prescription medicine that to help br- improve blood sugar, but it's not insulin. Okay. Oh. It's non-insulin <laughs> medication. I can get behind that one. That one's well, the okay. Game, the game that I did for them was like one of those rolly things. So you had to like roll. A oh, you get the marble in? So that you use up all of your blood sugar and then you need more. Yeah. And then it would also ask you questions on a regular, you know, <laughs> or whatever. You're just about to get it into the hole and you have to tilt it back up to answer the questions. And then it's like, boom, right into the game again. You're like, shit. <laughs> Damn it. I, know, I, like I, think that one, I think that one, you, it would wait for you to get it into the hole and then it would ask you a question to go on to the mm. next challenge. That's that's not sound game mechanics. That's not what you should have done. <laughs> Dude, I, I had so little to do with the design of this shit. Like I was just like I was just like, all right, tell me just tell me what to do. I'll program it. I don't care. <laughs> so just today, as, as I was building all of these um prototypes for our bundle bumble bundle, I I realized, like, I, I, I dug up this other game that we made that Nick, I think, personally hates, but I love it. Oh, um, it's called. I, I know Club. what you're about to say, too. It's, it's called, it's <laughs> that called is the Club. worst game I've ever I, watched. But actually, so here's the thing. It, it's it, so it, bad that I refuse to put my name on it. That's it's so bad that Nick will let you say the name of it. <laughs> no, it's I, worse I, than Levator. I think it is actually oh, yeah. really good. But it started for the like kind of a really dumb reason, which is um, we won this game jam for Verizon. Oh Jesus! And um, and like part of the the prize was like they would like hire us to like flesh out that game. And then it turned out like that game didn't really work for them because they, they the whole thing was about pushing. It was anti cell phones. Well, it was, yeah, it wasn't really. It, it was technically running on a cell phone, but it didn't really take advantage of five G, which is what they wanted. It, the whole thing was like to push five G. So, so this is fairly recent. Yeah, it was maybe like uh, mid twenty nineteen. So yeah. yes, everybody's <laughs> fairly are recent. responsible yes. for COVID. Five G, whole five G connection. It comes from this game that like it was this game. It created you know what? I'm fine with with it being responsible of some people getting COVID as long as it doesn't shrink my testicles. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I got priorities there. I got priorities and they are in line. I'm good. (laughs) But so so we they they basically said, okay, we need you to pitch some new concepts that are that really take advantage of 5G. And like there's a few different capabilities, but the only one that really worked for the type of games we were doing was like tons and tons of bandwidth. So we're so we were just like okay, let's pitch like the most ridiculous ideas that we can think of that have to do with using lots of bandwidth. So we said, how about a game where all you do is watch eight YouTube videos at once? And they're like, yeah, that's it. That's perfect. You're hired. Oh my god! <laughs> and Jeez. so we made the game, and you just <laughs> watch eight YouTube videos simultaneously. And Does it randomly awesome. pick the YouTube so, videos so wait, or? Let, let, let me finish this story though. <laughs> oh, so oh the story's not done. That. I wasn't at that meeting and, and Josh and Gyro come back from this thing. Cause I, I, I don't remember what I was working on, but I was just like, why don't you guys go whatever. And then, uh, they, and Josh comes back and he's like, I think you're going to really like the game that, that we picked. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. What is it? And he told me, and I was like, I, the, the next words that are in my mouth, I pretty sure were, 
I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least it was it and not you. So yes. there's that. <laughs> Do the game fight each other to the death? <laughs> well, you know, Nick, Nick and I often um, disagree significantly on, on design decisions. Best part of our process. I mean, it, like it, we never take it personally, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> and like, we're really good at like critiquing each other in a way that's very productive. Yeah, it's, it's so brutal that it causes change, but not so brutal that it destroys you mentally. Well, it's not personal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's not personal. Except you know? when it comes to TV party. Except when it comes to TV party, which is just like. Reminds <laughs> me uh, of that game where uh, you have to watch videos on your phone, but then your character is walking along a path of like peril. So it's like platformer, but all your attention is on the video of your phone. Oh, interesting. So you're, oh, like you're you got to watch the video because mm-hmm. the video is doing something too. So you're playing two games at once. Kind of reminds me of the concept of that. It, although if you're just saying you watch eight videos at the same time, that I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you do with these? <laughs> yeah, eight what, what, videos? Is, what is the game? I, I really want to get into the detail on this eight videos at a time. Yeah, nothing. So- nothing. There's just a picture of TVs, <laughs> and then like it shows different videos, and then like. A bunch of cartoon characters pop in and out watching the shows on the TVs. And they comment on them. So there's like each character. Oh, they comment on it. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. So you've you've made MST3K (laughs) the YouTube video game. (laughs) (laughs) Sold. How much does this game cost? You can get it for, for... I think it's forty nine ninety nine if you back our Kickstarter. You get <laughs> uh, the entire Bumble bundle, including five of our prototypes and abs versus Luckley. And I program awesome. it so that the eight videos are always something from the Bon Appetit channel. Uh, there is a food category, <laughs> and, and so and each of the characters likes a certain genre of shows. Or I mean, they're like YouTube videos. So they're not really shows, but so and there's like one guy that likes food. food Shots stuff. fired. So if you, if, well, no, no, no. I just mean they're not, like, not really genres exactly. But like from from my memory, the genres are like music, food, infomercials. Um, comedy, stuff like that. Games. It should have been Twitch channels. Oh, like at least that would have been like. Yeah, but then you would have had to have one car, like one cartoon character that all he does is watch nip slips. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that in TV Party Two. How's that? TV Party Two. Yes. Yes. This time it's personal. <laughs> the nip <sequel. laughs> This time it's all about the thirst. It, it's actually, it's, <laughs> the the, you know what the game is closest to is Neko Atsumi. Have you guys ever played that, the cat game where you like, yes. you put out yes. little, uh, you put out furniture to attract cats. It's yep. like that, except you play YouTube videos to attract nerds. Why am I not surprised that Jason has played? <laughs> Dude, the best, the best slash worst <laughs> part about Neko Atsume is that none of the cats actually really move. You just get this still image yeah. of the cat. Well, nothing moves. Yeah, exactly. They're just there to interact, quote unquote, with whatever you've put out. <laughs> As a developer, I am like, every time I look at that game, I'm like, this is brilliant how they made a game that feels so alive with so little actual development work. Yeah. Like, like there's, no, there's no animations and, and everything just appears when you're not looking at the screen. So it feels like the cat probably walked on there, right? For all I know, there's a whole walk cycle 
where the cat goes on the screen, puts its paws, you know, eats a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then by the time you actually look at it, it's done and it's just standing there. <laughs> it's kind of an actual cat experience. Right? It is. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did right? you come from? Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden it's there knocking your shot glasses off of the countertop. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I love that game. Should go back and play it. it. That is a good game. Unlike have you played Barbie? Have you played Cat Quest? Then no. Oh, it's you should like play Zelda Cat meets Cats. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's cool. They have a second one out now too on the Switch and on Steam. Oh, okay. I'll get on the Switch. I need a new Switch game. What are it's, we doing, it, man? We should have made a game for cat. Or that's with it. Cat. All you have to do is throw cats no. into a game, and it's instant. Like a seven out of 10, like immediately. That's the bare minimum. Drop everything what I'm doing tonight and like just start drawing some cats to put into the game. Figure out a way to turn Killer Queen into cats. Yep, Killer Cats. That's the flying animals, the cat. There you go. Yeah, it's Uh, it's cats with wings and they're going after, they've got a, they've got like a Maine Coon as the queen. A Maine Coon. Yeah, like a big ass cat. (laughs) I don't. I don't know anything about cats. So Mancoons are big fucking cats. <laughs> are they like? Are they like bobcats? They can get up to like thirty pounds. Wow, that's a big cat. Just yeah, call up. Cat. Just call up Joe Exotic and get him yeah. to sponsor it. And oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, he's working shit. Do you oh, remember man. that guy? He'll be your killer queen. Joe Exotic's cat joust done. Wow. <laughs> wow. Big cat joust. Big cat joust. That's it. Okay. Do you want to hear a crazy story? Do you remember that guy who like went to jail for dog fighting or whatever? Like he was a football player. Um, Vic. Yeah, yeah, Michael Vick. Yeah, 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 that guy. So his people called me one time and they were like, it was pretty obvious that he was behind it, I guess, right? But they were like, we want to we wanna arrange a meeting <laughs> to talk about doing a dog fighting game. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that is not going where I thought it was going. Are you serious? Like what? What, what, what the hell? No, no, no. I mean, they were so sketch, like just to begin with, I was like, no. Oh, no. What if we made a Pokemon game, but it wasn't Pokemon? I mean, that is what Pokemon is. In and essence. they're just dogs. Yeah, we we have we have established this on the podcast. Pokemon is dog fighting, but cute. Um, that's that's basically what we have decided on that. However, I, I thought that you were going to say like they were doing actually. a redemption of where it was like it's like yeah, we want to do a, we want to do a game where all you do is love on dogs, man. Yeah. And it'd be cool and it's be We want Cat and Planet Michael Vick's dog parade. And that's Featuring all Michael you do Vick. is pet dogs. And then <laughs> like you also like bitch. kind of train them up and then maybe they fight each other later. <laughs> but you train them up. But mostly and petting, then they protect you. <laughs> they like fight you go love. into a room with a bunch of guys <laughs> and there's a ring and like some guy sends his dog after you. That <laughs> you have to spend money to take you. care of your dog. <laughs> And if if you win, you don't have to spend the money. <laughs> Nick is not liking our spin on this dog fighting. Thing. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. Like, do Pokemon ever die? No, so it's fine. Off screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, so as long as there's no blood and they don't die, which I mean, there's a lot of dogs that don't die in dog fighting. I mean, you can you can stop that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. I mean, they I have mean, a sequel of like cockfighting. Like we got this thing right to itself. 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Pokemon is actually closer to cockfighting than dogfighting in a way. You're just pets, putting right? you're putting sharp ass talons on onto these lovable animals. <laughs> Can we give the dogs knives? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> I feel like the size of a Pokemon is okay. Hang on, you a chicken. So let's say that we take a, a, a. I mean, like you have Charizard and stuff who's bigger, but like most of them are kind of small, you know. But let's say that you do a battle between a Growlithe. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the other dog Pokemon is. There's a couple of dog ones. Like, there's some moral gray area in there of pitting two dog Pokemon against each other. I mean, there well, is. there's that what new legendary or whatever the main one is from Sword. Oh, which is literally a dog with a fucking knife in his mouth. There you go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're like, wolf, we don't have Nick. Nick. I mean, we're going to look at Pokemon the same way, thanks. To <laughs> we, we don't need Nick Pokemon. to make us dog fighting games. We got yeah. this. <laughs> We've ruined Pokemon for Nick now. Oh, I man, consider that, that a podcast win. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, 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 and now I, I, didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even consider it. I was just like, <laughs> there's not enough money in the world for me to do this game because, like, a, I don't want to deal with you guys because you'll. I'll probably wind up in a ditch somewhere and like B, this is just kind of wrong. It's wrong. just wrong. <laughs> yeah. But now now it makes you look at Pokemon and you're like, hmm, hmm. that's an interesting mechanic. If we just there. make them cute. Because think about it. He captures them, he yeah. imprisons them, and I mean, then he only sends really them out to fight Pokemon, other ones. You could really say that the Pokemon have Stockholm syndrome in a way. Almost. Right? <laughs> Florence Nightingale syndrome. That too, yeah. Like, like any of those, any of those things. You could do Stockholm. You could do Nightingale. Like, you could put all of those syndromes in there. Like, I'm pretty certain that Sigmund Freud would have a fucking field day with those Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it explains a lot about you know. And the they can today. probably speak more than one word before they get just beat to shit and thrown into <laughs> a prison. Before that, they have an extensive vocabulary. After that, they're like, I can only speak my name. That's it. Well, see, and that makes sense with the anime. No, with I what, Meowth? Who can speak? Honestly, if I had yeah. a dog that could say its name, I'd be like, holy shit, that's the world's smartest dog. <laughs> until, the right thing. until you end up with a dog like mine that can talk. He's like, hi, how's it going? I'm just going to lay here. Wait, your dog can say that? That's it. That's his voice. <laughs> I'm pretty certain that even if my dog could talk, he'd be the dumbest, fattest black lab that there is in the world. <laughs> or my parents' dog. Hey, hey, get the ball. Get the ball. I, I lost the ball under, under his tail. Get the ball. Can you get the ball for me? I'm trying to get the ball. Dude, there's literally 18 balls around you. <laughs> I want that ball. That ball. That ball. That I need one. that ball. I need that one. That specific one. <laughs> That's like a, a TikTok video that my wife showed me earlier. That was like some guy took a bunch of wrapping paper and he made like, you know, those Christmas poppers that they have in Britain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he basically Lots made one of those paper. and he hung it from the ceiling and one, and he had one of the dogs jump up and grab the end of the popper and like popped it out in like 30 fucking tennis balls oh. came out in the <laughs> living room and the dog sat there that. for a second and he looked, and then he went fucking ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then another dog came too. in. I was like, how was there, how did that dog have the restraint where he's just chilling in the back watching this other one jump up at this thing like five feet high and miss a few times? 
And then suddenly like balls are everywhere. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> no, he's, he's looking for that one ball he wants. Oh yeah. He's, he's, he's looking for Bob. Fuck you, Bob. <laughs> Go away, Bob. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So back to killer queen, killer queen started as a, as a lawn game. Yeah. Field game. Lawn game. Yes, sir. I've never field heard game. it called that way. I like field it. game. It's a little more civilized. It's, like lawn games. That's like, if Wait, long really games aren't game. civilized? No, no, no. no. That's, I'm saying that's the civilized version of it. Like, oh, it, oh, us, okay. I'm like, like, a, like I'm we like, call it like a street game here in Brooklyn. We're like out, you know, like, out on Flatbush like Avenue, like getting run over by. I was thinking the other cars. way around, and I'm like, we're not hitting people in the head with croquet mallets here, buddy. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love croquet. It's, it's one of my favorite games. Croquet I, is I, great. I, I never have an occasion to play, but I, I would always be down. You guys want to play croquet sometime? The only, yeah. the only thing I know about croquet is that it, it was a huge part of that movie, Heathers. Yes. Mm. <laughs> we and need it had, a killer and, queen, like field game, like mixed with like polo. So you're playing while you're riding horses. So that's really fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so who uh, who created dangerous. the Killer Queen like <laughs> lawn game though, or or street game? I guess yeah, Nick, we'll call Nick, it. And I, Nick and I created we the, did the field yeah. game. Um, the two of was, you together, okay? Yeah. In fact, so that was originally that was Killer Queen. Like that's. Uh, I mean, there there was no even idea to make it a video game, and 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 the the, the name of it was Killer Queen. And uh, we thought that would be the end of it, but um, it basically uh, proved to us that that game was like really interesting, and we wanted to do more with it. And um, and so we said, like, let's make a video game version of it. So did you have to like draw straws to decide who was going to be the sad motherfucker who had to sit in the middle of the field and let people ride him back in the door? <laughs> yeah, that was Nick. There was no snail in the original version. <laughs> yeah, there was no snail. It was a fat guy named Bob. We know. No, no, there was no snail. The, the, third, the third win condition was to collect some other thing, not 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 berries or food. The golden. It was the homeless guy in the park. <laughs> no, <laughs> the golden the golden snitch, the oh, guy that I you could sell to the mob was. and get money for. It, it, you it take his shopping cart and ride it in the goal. So like, the, like the equivalent of the flowers was these were these buckets that no, were right. filled with a bunch of these little fun balls, and so. Once it, once all the balls were collected, like, I mean, that's the same as the berries. Once those were collected, you could collect the bucket. And if you got a certain number of the buckets, that was the third condition. So it was basically like if you collected the the, the leftover petals from a flower in the video game, which we actually tried that. Like we had a version of the video There's game. There's a sprite still in the up. game yeah. of him carrying a giant flower on his back. Like the yellow petals. Yeah. Uh, but it just it just wasn't as interesting, you know. Um, and the, the field game we've gone back and revised it many times since, uh, you know, largely informed by what we did on the video game. Um, and and the two have really uh, influenced each other a lot. I mean, e- even even in other video games, we often start with a non digital prototype. It's usually more like a board game, but in this case, it happened to be a, a field game. And then, and like 
that's the style of games that Nick and I had done together, like before. We've done like I think four, at least four, really fleshed out real world games like that. Like one that I really want to bring back is we did a real life version of Pitfall. Oh where yeah, you're you're mm-hmm. like it was on a, a stage and there were screens from Pitfall projected on the the back wall, like the screen of the stage and on the floor, and then you'd get a team together and you'd have to like run across or there was a rope paying so you could swing across on the rope um and and you had to dodge like the same stuff that's a pitfall like lakes and gators and logs and stuff like that it was really fun really fun and we only awesome. ran it once because it, <laughs> it, it was designed for a specific space so yeah that still sounds and it was awesome. like we had to hire like a a person to like make sure that the ropes were safe and like that's that's the right term rigor (laughs) dude tv show right there if we can have ninja warrior why can't we have pitfall yeah Yeah. it'd be it'd be pitfall warrior or uh like you could basically like they've they've started bringing back like double dare and stuff like that for nickelodeon like we we could just make a pitfall tv show uh yeah uh, did you guys ever watch TM? You're probably, you're probably TM, TM on that right now. TM. Yeah. <laughs> Between all five well, of us. I'm pretty sure Pit, yes. Pitfall is already trademarked. I think that's the biggest problem right now. Fall Pit. Shut it. <laughs> you know, Fall it's kind of weird show. that they, like, it's really the first platformer, but they never did anything worth a damn past Pitfall 2. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, why, and, like why, they did. They why, did the why, one why, for Nintendo, like Super yeah. Pitfall, Pitfall, or whatever, and it was like horrible, and like, and it just kept getting worse from there. But that was for the Super, the SNES, right? So at that point, it was, it, it had the same platforming mechanics as like the Star Wars games and stuff like that, which were not the greatest platforming games, to be honest. So yeah, <laughs> I could see, <laughs> I could see that as as why that would be the start of the downfall. Although the Star Wars games, those Star Wars games are still some of the best ones that came out until like the latest Star Wars game. No right. way, man. Jedi Power mm-hmm. Battles, best Star Wars game Jedi, ever. But it, I, I'm not <laughs> saying that they were the best, but I'm like saying some <laughs> of the best. Like if you, if you were to count on your hands, Star Wars games after those ones that came out that were amazing, it's like uh, uh, dark the Dark Jedi or the... Or whatever the the dark dark trooper games, and then some of the X wing ones like the flight sim type things, and then Jedi power battles, Kotor, <laughs> and you could barely count on one hand. Yeah, See, everyone's thinking they're like, no, yep, that might be right. <laughs> I'm trying. Pod racing, I, which looks like utter asshole in the the remake or the the remaster that they're doing for it. I, I mean, Knights of the Old Republic. I mean, yeah. I said Kotor. Yeah, you said Kotor. Oh, you did say Kotor. Yeah, that, that's an R2-D2 koozie you have there, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. So I'm definitely yeah. not I'm not going to disagree on Star Wars with the guy with the R2-D2 <laughs> <laughs> You also shouldn't disagree on Star Wars on this podcast in general. <laughs> okay, like, right. We watch enough Star Wars. I, I, did, I just finally <laughs> watched The Mandalorian. I like the oh. You had oh, watched it yet? It's good. so good. Yeah, just, I, yeah. just saw it. Yeah. I think Mandalorian may be my favorite Star Wars thing. Really? It's so it, it is Yoda. awesome. You hate Yoda, what? but you like Baby Yoda? What? I do hate Yoda, but <laughs> the saving grace of this show is that Yoda never talks. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, <laughs> they were... And do you hate Yoda in general, or do you hate, like, CGI Yoda from the, the prequels? I hate Yoda in general. Okay. Like, I, I, like, 
like basically they were supposed to get Burgess Meredith to play Yoda, but they cheaped out and went for a Muppet instead. And no, they, it wasn't that they cheaped out. Oh, I know shit behind that. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Like Burgess Meredith as Yoda would have been amazing. But like instead we got a guy who can't even speak English. He's, okay. he's a thousand years old and he can't form proper sentences. Speech impediment, man. Gosh. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> could, could you imagine? And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Can you imagine the Jedi training of Luke Skywalker having to punch a giant side of beef? Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, I, I had to pull the name up. I'm like, why do I know that name? And I look at him like, oh, yeah, it's Rocky's trainer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Luke, you got to punch it. Punch it, Luke. Use the force and punch force. it with the punch force. <laughs> Save some of that for your father. <laughs> Don't go into that cave. You're going to fight your daddy in there. <laughs> Oh man, that would be great. Uh, no, the whole thing, watch, everything watch having to do. It shows he's gonna make a left hook. <laughs> <laughs> everything having to do uh, post original Star Wars, no matter what anybody fucking says, is all because George Lucas was like, I can make money off of action figures. Oh yeah, and that's every yeah. decision that he made post a New Hope is all because he's like, I can make money off of action figures. That's it. That's all that he ever based anything off of. The, well, and that, the comes, crazy that comes to a total climax with the, the, then the prequels, right? Yes. Where it's like, everything's like, okay, not only can I make an action figure, but oh, pod racing? We can make a game out of I can that. make. I can actually make yeah. quasi-good video games. I can make a racing game out of this. This would be perfect. Yeah, because yeah, the video yeah. games, they made that... They made the uh, the Death Star like Canyon Run game mm-hmm. for for arcades. I played the fucking shit out of when I was a kid. <laughs> even even when graphics were well beyond it, like you're playing off road and all the other games over there at the arcade, and they're like, "What's Eric doing? Oh, he's sitting over there playing the Star Wars game." <laughs> um, I think I that might have sh- been the last really good arcade game that Atari made. The Star Wars one? Yeah, I think that might have been like. I the, could agree with that. I, I think that might have been the last one. Don't worry, guys. They got a hotels coming out here soon. Yes, they do. <laughs> There's so oh, many yes. hotels. First one's coming out in Phoenix, by the way. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I guess is that going to be a bone bash site? <laughs> is that going to be a what? Bumble bash. Bumble bash site. Maybe. Maybe. I can't bash Phoenix. Yes. It, as long as it's not at the Ontario in the Hotel, you're good. Don't worry about it. Just just don't put it in the summertime. You'll be fine. Fucking okay. well, shit. <laughs> usually what, October? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, now with, you know, with COVID and all, who knows, that's going to completely change what our schedule will be. Right. Who knows when, when Bumble Bash 5 will even be. So we can kind of do it whenever at this point. We we could make it I mean, not all virtual. Soon, but <laughs> let's make it all virtual. Let's do, we, let's do you know, virtual Bumble Bash. That. We've been talking about that, actually. We might do that. I think, okay, so I, I have an idea, and I'll pitch it okay, to you. Great. You can get with the barcades. Um, now that a lot of places are opening up, just not for large crowds, uh, you can get with the barcades, and you can schedule when people can come in for their matches. They can sanitize the cabs. Um, because of the fact that you have got you can separate the cabs a little bit, you could, like, you'd have some people close to each other, but as long as they're wearing face masks, they'll be good. Um, and then... They could play, sanitize the cab afterwards, and then they're done, and that could be Bumble Bash. 
Could it? it you could uh, do it online. <laughs> Maybe some online tournaments. Although you, there's no real online interfacing for OG KQ. You only have to do yeah. that, right? Yeah, I, I That's mean, a problem. what we've talked about as far as an online one would be opportunity. It would, it would largely feature Killer Queen Black, but but we could we could also have have Killer Queen in the sense of people talking about it, show some 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 favorite matches from previous tournaments. Um, you know, and we could find some fun things to do with it. You know, so it wouldn't be Bone Bash; it'd be KQ Fest. Oh, what? Well, uh, What's the difference? What's the difference? It's just a new name. <laughs> yeah, it's a new name. So <laughs> rather, rather than just being a national tournament, now it's like a full-on con. Got it. Yeah. Well, we just well, we've it, been heading got, in that direction anyway. You yeah. should just call it yeah. Queen Fest and have it in Vegas. You get a ton of people to show up. <laughs> oh, man. Just <laughs> never put out what it's about. Just call it Queen Fest. And you would get so many people. Some irate. But then once they play the game, they'd be cool. Man, best costume contest is going to be intense to judge, though. Oh, yeah, because you'll be like, Chris will be like, man, I can't tell if that's a girl or a dude, and I like Perfect. it. <laughs> no, Nick and I, we we used to j- joke so much that, like, like, after we made a bunch of these games together, we're like, one day we're going to, like, well, so we didn't have a, a, an opportunity, but we didn't really have a venue for our games to, to show them, so these real-world games. So we said... Okay, one day we're going to have to have Josh and Nick Fest to play these games. (laughs) And, like, totally joking, you know, just being totally ridiculous. And it's so funny that it's actually kind of come true. Yeah. (laughs) The name got turned Uh down, though, because it sounded too much like a sausage fest, though. But that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So how much uh, interaction do you guys have with the the KQ Black community and whatnot? Um, Go ahead, Josh. You you answer. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, so Killer Queen Black, it's... Um, like the, uh, initially it, it was a lot of like Nick and I and, and Bumblebear did a lot of the initial design work, um, uh, in collaboration with Liquidbit, which is another studio in Chicago that, um, that's now working exclusively on Killer Queen Black. Um, sitting like now that it's launched, it's mostly on them. Like we're still there in an advisory capacity, but, but we're, we're not involved in the day-to-day design of it. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, like largely because like we just need to move on to work on new things and, um, and we're better at like early stage design. Um, and the game is, you know, becoming more mature. Um, our friend Chris Wallace, he's like, he's taking over most of the game design, um, who, I mean, he actually, he lives here in New York, actually, uh, we, we met him. Uh, well, I, actually, I guess we knew him before Killer Queen, uh, but got really got to know him well through Killer Queen. He's a really good Killer Queen player. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I would say we're, we're less and less involved as developers. Um, you know, we still play. Um, and uh, especially, like, lately, because I haven't been able to get my Killer Queen fix. I've been, I've been playing more Killer Queen Black. <laughs> and I've just, been, I've just been at home more, you know. Um, I, like, I previously, I was I was never really home at the times when, like, the main events would, would happen. Um, so I wasn't able to participate. But I've been doing a little bit more uh, the last couple of months. Now that you're forced. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's not, it's just that I happen to be around at the right, at the right time. Well, yeah, but it's like now that you're, for, I meant now that yeah. you're forced to be at home, <laughs> not, yeah, not yeah, so much yeah, now exactly. that you're yes. forced yeah. to do KQ Black mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, right. now that you're yeah. forced to be at home all exactly. the fucking time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. This is mean, one of the things that we find like a lot of, a lot of times and 
things like that have shifted. Uh, you're, you're able to do things that you weren't able to, and you're kind of moving things around. Everyone's, everyone's mm-hmm. adjusting their schedules to fit other things now. Yeah. You know, right. what's, what's weird is I've been reading way less because I used to read when I was on the train. Like oh. I, would, I would be on the train mm. for like, you know, maybe a, at least an hour and a half every day and sometimes more. And so that was my reading time and I loved that time. And so I, I just have been doing that less and less. It's, it's kind of strange. <laughs> and yesterday was my birthday and my, what? My yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Happy, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank happy you. birthday. Happy um, birthday on mother. You got outshined by your mom know, unfortunately, on your fucking birthday. <laughs> yeah, that happens what, years. like every five years. Yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> it's on average every seven years, but it's not, Exactly every seven years. Because Were you born on Mother's Day, though? I wasn't. Oh, that would have been the perfect. You're like, Mom, every yeah. year you're just walking in like, I am the gift. I don't think Thank I you. was. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I wasn't, but I, but I don't know. But, um, I, I wait, wait, what year were you born? We can look it up. Seven, 79. All right. I, but I think that, I think mothers should celebrate your birthday more than you. Like, they're the ones that did everything, right? Like, why do you, why do you celebrate it? I, it's weird. But it was my birthday. I was just like, I'm just going to. I'll tell you exactly why. Why? (laughs) Because Walmart needs to bring home the money. (laughs) If you gave, they'd sell just as many cards if you you bought a a card for your mom instead of the other way around. This is true, actually. Well, uh, maybe. No, but all holidays exist because Walmart exists. Right, right. And Mother's Day was made. This is why they have their own channel. They make movies. (laughs) <laughs> man fuck the hallmark channel and no, it's uh, great it's great oh god it's really good, it's really my, good. my wife know, loves the hallmark like, channel you learn a lot exactly. it's for valuable lessons on the hallmark channel like you know about feelings and like how to deal with them don't date the guy that owns the christmas card greeting factory in the small town during christmas time because you're just going to get hurt feelings like that type of thing wait wait the hall the hallmark hallmark channel has a, a movie about greeting cards yes wow <laughs> yes my wife watched it has actually watched it the last I think two or three. I years. thought you were kidding. Honestly. No, this is a real <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking thing. <laughs> That's amazing. So That's you super notice. meta. I love it. It's so <laughs> meta. Uh, Mother's Day was May thirteenth, nineteen seventy nine. It was not uh, your birthday until the year that I was born, nineteen eighty one. Oh, okay, cool. So May tenth, nineteen eighty one was Mother's Day. My my brother, he was born on February twenty ninth. So I think. Oh shit! Your brother's family. like. Like what? Ten He's years like now? Frederick from the Pirates of Penzance. February <laughs> 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 Hang on, what I'm gonna pull mean, up this Hallmark movie about because because it, cards. Oh man, it's so it's <laughs> so bad. Um, fuck. Seasons greetings. That's what it's that's, called. That's what it's called. Oh, Seasons greetings. Oh, no, wait, man, no, wait. Maybe this isn't so it. Amazing. No, this isn't <laughs> it. But that's actually a different one. They have at least <laughs> two. Oh my gosh. They Is have Rosie at O'Donnell least in both of them. Two. Uh, <laughs> no, not neither. I don't think they get anybody that's that big. Oh, no, man. I think she's been in a few Hallmark. Really? Yes, so yeah, 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 she has. The ones I've seen are just completely nobodies. Man, I, I mean, are you saying oh, that Rosie O'Donnell is not a nobody? <laughs> I, I mean, she's way, way more of a name than uh, 
than than what I've seen. Than anybody else. Name another oh, actor. Yes. Yeah, another <laughs> actor. <right? laughs> in, in any Hallmark movie, name anyone. <laughs> uh, Especially one that had her own daytime TV show at one point. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh my gosh, that's right. I would almost say Ben the Bear. He's probably been in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> ben the Bear. What, ben, who is that? ben the Friendly Bear. Yeah. Like oh. from Grizzly Adams? I don't know if he was in, but he's Friendly Ben. Yeah, the, the like. Isn't that, that, that was, wasn't that the bear in Grizzly Adams? Man, Probably. I can only I can only Google search so many times. But so he's many literally the bear actor. <laughs> it's the actor that's like in every. Oh single yeah, bit no, yeah, he probably would have. Yeah, it's uh, it's always Ben. Yeah, Gentle Ben. Gentle, gentle Ben. ben. Nineteen sixty-seven yeah. to nineteen sixty-nine. He was yeah. He was Gentle Ben. He might have been in Grizzly Adams. I'm trying to see here. Ben the Bear. Bruno, also called Ben or Gentle Ben, was a male North American black bear actor best known for playing the leading role in Ben the Bear in nineteen sixty-nine to nineteen sixty-seven to nineteen sixty-nine. Gentle Ben. What about Grizzly played, Adams? Who was the bear in Grizzly Adams? I don't know. I just know that Grizzly Adams had a beard. He did have a beard and a very gentle way about him. <laughs> You're right. Bozo was a female grizzly who played Ben the Grizzly Bear on the television series The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams. Boom. Ben huh. was correct. You were correct on that. <laughs> All right. Good job. <laughs> wow. This is what half of our podcast is, is Googling shit and telling each other what's going on. Isn't that games. like half of what yes. life is now? Yes, like, actually, I that feel is. Like yes. Half of my life revolves around like asking Google for whatever. Yeah. Actually, the beginning of every call to Nick now for the last six months is the first thing he says is, hey, Google, stop. That's how he, that's like how he answers oh, do you have his music phone. playing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to stop that Spotify channel. Yep. <laughs> you know it. You know it. It's the oh. only way. It's like, I, I love Google Home. It's freaking like, it's so bad and so good, right? Like, <laughs> why is it bad? Because they're listening to you software, all the time. Because software sucks now, right? Oh, and that like, too. And like the, mm. the left foot doesn't know what the right hand is doing ever, right? So yeah. like, you know, nothing nothing is coordinated or whatever. So like you'll say something and then like one, like all of these things are networked, but you would never know, you know, because they're like just totally independently stupid of each other. I have the I have mm-hmm. the best one for you. All right. I, so I got a Google home uh, free through Spotify. Like we've got, we've got Alexa's like all over the house. We've got like three or four of them set um, as, as well as like our fire TVs and all that shit. But I got a Google home through like free through Spotify. I also have a Google play music account and my Google home refuses to use my Google play music account. Of course. Flat out will not do anything. Everything that gets pulled is automatically through Spotify. (laughs) I can't get it to run anything through that. You know, it's also a really weird thing. It's like I have the display, but and you can run like YouTube. You can run a bunch of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, you cannot play a Netflix video on it. (laughs) Even Even though you can run a Netflix video on Chromecast and control it with 
the the Google display. So you can pause it with the Google display. You can display. pause it and like skip forward and move back and whatever, but you can't actually show it on the living room display. It's like there's all these like weird caveats. And then actually I did hear something interesting though, that all of these co- like Apple, Google, Amazon, all of these guys have finally decided that they were going to come up with some kind of standard so that all these stupid devices could talk to each other. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, finally. Yeah, in six years. That's finally going to happen in six years. Now, eight years because of COVID. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, we got we got set back two years for six mm-hmm. months worth of, yeah, of sitting at home doing nothing. But we said that we were doing shit. Right. And then because it's built on a thousand middlewares, it's like, you know, it's still mm-hmm. crap. <laughs> do we want to do news at all? At all? I'm, I'm asking everybody else. I thought in this. we were doing the news. We were talking about. Yeah, well, I've got news if we want oh, to talk yeah. about news. Oh, and okay. You, you can get into our. You can get into our quasi anti Microsoft stuff if you want to. Oh, <laughs> oh, you've come to the right place, sir. <laughs> you have come to the right place. Oh, sweet. Okay, so we'll kick off news. Um, and I, we'll probably not get into what we're playing because we're already like an hour and 20 minutes into this thing. Who um, <laughs> so here watched the Xbox Series X gameplay extravaganza that happened the other day? I watched about as much as all that was gameplay live video. So you watched two seconds. I, Sweet. Yes. I watched I watched it afterwards, the little 20 <laughs> video you, they put together. You watched all of it at least, right? <laughs> like I did like in real time and hated myself for going like, oh, I should probably go to my computer and watch this. I didn't watch any of it. What was the waste. gist of it? It was supposed was to right. be a gameplay like showcase for the Xbox Series X, like their new... Yeah, that's what they kind of touted as was it's, 8K. Hey, it's all gameplay for it. Yeah, like you'll see every gameplay. Everything's in-engine. However, everything in-engine was exactly what we've always seen of in-engine bullshit. And I'm so glad that I wasn't the only one because I, people call me a PlayStation fanboy. I'm like, I like PlayStation. I like Switch. I like Nintendo. I like PC gaming, I mean, even though I don't do it because I just don't have the uh, the amount of like extraneous money to support my PC gaming habit. Um, <laughs> because if I did, I would have an $8,000 computer that would be upgraded <laughs> every year. And I'd be spending gobs and gobs of money. I would also be divorced. Um, my kid would never talk to me. <laughs> and there's so many things that would happen in order for that to happen. Um, but so I, I like literally everything except the Xbox. Um, and that's just because Microsoft hasn't done it anything to ever make me want to spend money on this console. Um, and everything that they showed off is either cross-platform, uh, a... Well, yeah, they- because this is all third party. This is a third party one. Yeah, it was, it was all doing third one party. of these like every every month. I think uh, they're not doing the next one until July. I think so. Every other month, maybe. I think so. I think the one in July is supposed to be the main like first party stuff. Well, yeah, it's supposed maybe. to like make up for E three or whatever, right? But yeah. everything that they're the, doing. What's the like thrust of this new one? Like what? Like is it just okay? Better hardware specs, or is there yeah, something that's it. that I should be excited about? It's better hardware specs. It's, it's, it's a better high hardware end specs. PC in and then. And which is one of the issues with says. it. Well, one of the issues with it that's an issue for this ve- this uh, showcase, but is kind of more consumer friendly. Is the first year everything is also going to work on the Xbox One. Yes, it's going to work on both. It's just going to work 
better on the new one. They don't have after anything that, that's a Series X exclusive, exclusive until after yeah. the first year. So yeah. they show it off all this shit and you're looking at it and you're like, you're like, okay, like, well, this is just going to load faster, run slightly better and higher is it though? higher frame rate than Xbox One. Is it though? Then an Xbox One. Okay, then an Xbox, okay, yes. Then an yes. Xbox One. Yes, then an Xbox One. <laughs> so it has to work on Xbox One. It's just going to load faster, run better than on one of those but still has to work on one of those yeah and it's just because they're all like x86 chips or like what what's the deal with that that's just a decision they're making yeah it's just a faster faster chipset uh what is it so 11.8 teraflops it's it's like sony's twice instead of a of a not the Series X, but the Xbox One X. Yeah, the Xbox One. Twice X. the teraflops of that, which you can buy for two ninety eight, two eighty nine right now on Amazon if you want to buy an Xbox One. Plus, X. you get the SSD, which is going to make the biggest difference. Xbox One X has an SSD and liquid cooling. <laughs> no, the one the One X does not have an SSD. Liquid cooling. Yeah, it does look the One X. It, it did still have an SSD. I thought it did. No, oh, I thought it had a solid state in order to cut down no. on the heat. Uh, either way, is this coming out. Solid states do not cut down on the heat. It's supposed to be in November. Solid states generate heat like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's supposed to be in November. We we shall see. Like, everyone keeps saying that the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are going to be coming out in November. But with all the stuff in China and everything that's happening where literally everything is produced now, um, we don't know for certain. Yeah. I'm just Mm -hmm. waiting for the other other shoe to drop and a lot of that Mm -hmm. stuff. But, I mean, I just haven't seen anything for the PS5 to get super excited. I'm like, because they haven't shown anything yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I, like, I mean, they keep saying, like, we're going to come out with it or whatever, but I haven't seen any games that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I want to buy the platform because I want to get that, right? Like, whereas, like, the Switch, like, even before it came out, I, like, before they had even announced anything, I was, like, super excited about it. You like know. Zelda. <laughs> you yeah. knew Zelda. Oh, yeah, and that, yeah. that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Yeah, you knew Zelda, and they're like, Zelda's a launch title. You're like, fuck yes. I'll take yeah. Zelda as a launch title. Mm-hmm. Fuck. That's, yeah, that's it was amazing. a hell of Zelda, too. Yeah. Right? Yes. The um, biggest Bane switch, though, about the Xbox showcase oh, was shit. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Valhalla. We're like, yeah, we're like, hey, here's your cinematic trailer. By the way, you're going to see gameplay at this showcase. In like a day or two, we're not going to really show you Sweet. much. Okay, let's let let's see it. And everyone's super stoked. Like everyone's hype as fuck about seeing Valhalla gameplay. They're like hell yeah, we got a. We had like this weird uh, like reveal where somebody not not really drew it. I swear to God that they were just removing layer masks in uh, <laughs> in Photoshop, uh, very very slowly, like pixel by pixel. It seemed like. Um, and they did it over like an hour and a half to three hours. I forget exactly how long it was. Um, and then they had a cinematic trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And they're like, yeah, in four days, you're going to see gameplay. And then you watch it and <laughs> you're literally like, if this is gameplay, where's the fucking HUD? <laughs> well, I mean, just so, like uh, Watch Dogs or yeah. um, the fucking mm-hmm. one on Killzone. PS3. Yeah, Killzone, thank you. Yeah, Killzone. Like that oh, was Killzone, that's yeah. one of those ones that always comes to my head. And again, this is a this is a Sony one that I'm gonna fucking shit all over. Killzone, where they, they kept saying oh, that was such a huge This is all in engine, in engine, in engine. And then finally, like a year later, they're like, Oh yeah, this is really an engine. You're like, Oh, I can see the difference. <laughs> Cause that trailer was fucking dope. 
That that trailer yeah. looked and like games. That now. was yeah, yeah. That was a bait and switch for hardcore. Mm-hmm. For I mean, sure. did they did they change management? I mean, they must have. They must have changed management from the three sixty days because I feel like they just never were able to kind of capture anything close to the enthusiasm that they had with the three sixty. After and they that. haven't been able to. I, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like nobody. They're cares. making inroads from the Xbox One, but they haven't. They're not fully back there yet. So they're really they're trying getting better. to. They, so one of the things that that I pointed out, like, because we were chatting through our Slack channel, like as I was watching it, and I'm sending stuff, and Jason would chime in when when he had a lull, and Chris would chime in when he had a lull. But one of the big things that came up is like. I sent a screenshot of like all the stu- the third party studios that are working with Microsoft. And I'm like, I don't see anybody like any Asian studio that is working with them. That's not currently in there. And then Chris started naming off. Of I'm like, yeah, still working with them currently working with them currently. And then finally like, Oh yeah. But the big change that they're doing, which is in my opinion, realistically the bigger thing that they need to focus on is working with more European studios. So one of the biggest issues that Microsoft has had with the Xbox One is, sure, they they haven't captured the, the Japanese market and the Asian market, and they never have. Like, every series of the Xbox hasn't had the ability to to capture that Asian market. But this, the 360 really captured the European market, and that's what really helped them a lot, other than the fact that they resold consoles because they red-ringed all the time. Um but they had the European market like almost in step with the PlayStation market. And the Xbox One had absolutely no European capture rate. Their European capture rate per capita was probably about on par with most of Asia. Outside of like, if you count like China, which they, nobody buys any of those in China because they have specific things. Um, but like Japan and Korea and whatnot, like you capture that, you take that, the per capita is super low in Europe for the Xbox One, which is leading to why the PlayStation 4 has outsold the Xbox One two to one worldwide. They're close to even, they're only a few million behind the PlayStation, and they've been like that for a while in the domestic market here in the U.S. But the rest of the world, they haven't sold shit. And I don't even know how Microsoft. Forget about Xbox. I don't know how Microsoft, the company, is really <laughs> like. Uh, like, People have made a 180 on loving Apple as a computer company. What's that? <laughs> oh, they're making hand over fist and money in every other department. Yeah. Yeah. People Windows have made a huge, 180 in loving Apple uh, for the Azure, their other. online services is fucking making hand over fist. Like they're, Office always makes they're hand making over fist. Yeah. Office they still make Who is using off in the in the in the days of Google Docs. You'd be so fucking surprised. Major corporations. <laughs> every, co- every company. Every, every major year. corporation. Yeah, it's one of those things where you like you sit there and you think as a person, you're like, I never fucking use Office. Like, I don't have Office like on anything. I use Google Drive. I use Drive Sheets, like all that stuff. Apparently, like a shit ton of people use it in corporate. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I work for a corporate. We use Excel like it's going on fucking business. <laughs> Goddamn <laughs> engineers. However, I will say that if you're talking Excel, like there is no replacement for Excel. Um, there is, really I have isn't. not seen a freeware version, an online version, anything that can do all of the fucking uh, equations that Excel can do. Word, on the other hand, is a piece of shit. 
<laughs> but I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't use the, I don't use any of those products. Microsoft anyway. Excel. I never have, honestly. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I've never used Word or or Excel or whatever. Like I always use like Pages or I, back in the day, I used to use this program called Right Now, which was loving lovingly written in Assembler. It was so zippy. It was crazy. It was faster than like, like it was faster than any word processor I've ever used. And this was running on a 68040 chip. Like it was just, wow. yeah, no, it was, it was insanely fast. Like it was just like, you would, you would, you would open it up and it would boot instantly. And then you'd be typing and it's like, you know how sometimes you type and it's like, it just kind of like lags a little bit. You yeah. There's like a millisecond it. lag, a free millisecond never lag. get any of that. It was just like instantaneous. It was a joy. It was basically like, a typewriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's uh, one of the things that, God, all right, I'm going to date myself a bit on this, but it's even that it's not like dating myself like a whole lot. So I remember working at CompUSA like years ago and back when, when the iPack was out, if anyone remembers the iPack. IPad. Mm-hmm. It was compact. a Windows C. It was yeah. It was a compact Windows CE yep. like a tab or tablet like a, huh. a PDA. Yeah, set that they had. Yeah, And Jason and I both worked in the Chandler CompUSA, which is literally like four miles from the Intel facility here in Phoenix. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and we would, I would get the same fucking guys that would come in on their lunch break, and they'd be like, "All right, so." I'm trying to do this equation and I'd look at it and he's got this fucking like crazy ass equation that he totally typed in on his computer and then transferred it over on his iPad. He's like, and it will work. And I'm like, dude, it probably can't process that. <laughs> but So there are people that they use that because it's like a long, you know, story based off of like, there's a lot of things that, that you just can't do outside of Excel, the actual program. That's the only program that I ever look at. And I'm like, that Microsoft has like locked down on things. Everything else is just bullshit and extraneous. They use up way too much memory. They, they move way too slowly. Like PowerPoint fucking sucks moving slowly, but I just can't use Google sheets to do a proper presentation through zoom. (laughs) Um, Google sheets sucks. (laughs) Google sheets is, eh. (laughs) But most of the time, Google Docs. I mean, for works what I needed for, it's fine. Oh yeah, no, know? it's it's totally like some yeah. fucking engineer is like, I've got this crazy ass fucking equation that I wrote up for shits and grins that I can run in Excel, but I can't run in anything else. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he sure. only did it because he could. <laughs> Video game podcast. Yeah, I if mean, you're coming, you're coming I want to get really nerdy USA with these stats to talk to a guy <laughs> and just point out to him this flaw that you found. In the IPAC Windows CE version of of Excel, <laughs> like come on, <laughs> running on what well, processor? I am I, I can't even. I can oh only shit! I forget what the fucking processor. It was an ARM processor. I know that. Um, that's well, that's like for the uh, Gothic playable teaser when they gave out that the hardcore stats for the survey. Oh shit! Like, <laughs> I I can I cannot do that, Shaden. Fucking Google Sheets. I'm like, God, I wish I had Excel on my PC. So what you're telling me is that the same chip that was running your Game Boy Advance was running the iPad. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. 
I mean, this it was advanced. I mean, shit. I, this I, was PDAs I, before PDAs were a thing, or when they were a thing. It, it was when PDAs were smartphones were a thing. Yeah. Um, let's see here. The iPack was Compact's earlier PDA system running. Oh shit! Damn it! I thought I had it, but I didn't. Uh, it was Linux based. Linux based. Yeah. Apparently, it was Linux based. Uh, running. Yeah, because Windows Mobile uh, 2003 was Linux based. I forgot about that. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Wait, Windows Mobile was Linux based? Yeah. Uh, it was originally <laughs> it was originally running on Pocket Linux, and it was a they had the kernel set to run with with Windows, if I remember right. Um, the the whole Windows like thing like can we go back. back to that? Can we like can we make like Windows just run on Linux so that it's not total crap? Here's the key. I mean, it's it didn't run two, well. <laughs> already two operating systems rolled into one now, right? It's like, hey, we're just gonna make Windows ten or eight or whatever, and then we're gonna layer it on top of Windows seven in this. Like Franken Frankenfurter Frankenstein kind of like operating system, <laughs> where it takes like a minute for your calculator to come up, but still somehow works better than Windows Eight. Well, hey, that's yeah, because that the was one great worse. thing I, I will say the one great thing about Windows Ten is that when your motherboard dies on you and you swap out your motherboard, you don't have to completely reload your OS. True, which apparently happens a lot. <laughs> Because <laughs> I've gone through it many times. All right, so the original IPACs, the 3000 series, ran on an ARM SA1110 processor. I'm pretty sure that was the... That might be it. That that might be I'm the one in the sure Game Boy Advance. I'm pretty sure that was the Game Boy Advance one. Hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I have to do an additional Google search for... <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Hold on. Uh, let's see. It was an ARM. Oh no, the the right. It was the ARM seven. The ARM oh. seven TDMI. Yeah, that's right. Now I remember. <laughs> but still, at a whopping close. sixteen point seven eight megahertz. Oh, okay. This was a two hundred and six megahertz processor. Yeah. <laughs> With sixteen Man. megabytes of RAM. And even oh. that's not bad. I mean, shit, I remember doing, I remember installing Sims and all sorts of shit and desktops for, for memory. So I remember going way, way back in processors. Way further back than Chris does. I know that. We've had this conversation True. before. <laughs> Chris didn't even know what a Sim was at one point. That's right. It had 256K of RAM. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And then you had... You had 32K internal RAM, 256K external RAM, but that was 16-bit. And then you had you had another, I think, 64K for, like, graphics. Like, so it was some other, there was some other buffer that you could use for, like, for, for graphics. I think it was, oh, it was 96K. I'm sorry. 96K of VRAM. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, it was, and yet it was probably one of the most fun platforms I ever worked on. The Game Boy Advance was awesome. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I love the I loved Game it. Boy Advance. I loved it. I loved that like, you could do so little with it, and yet you could do everything you needed to do with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Game Boy and the Advance SP, Game Boy Advance yeah. SP. Game Boy Advance mind. SP. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's great. great. SP was great. Um, God. Except for the fact it's all that, about it, that it, purple Game Boy color. 
<laughs> you know, I had the purple Game Boy Advance and like I I like I modded it. So I put like a backlight on it and it would took me like two days to like do this thing. I, mm-hmm. I got the kit. I had to solder the stuff on and whatever. And it, it kind of fucked it up a little bit, but it's, sort of, <laughs> you know, and like two weeks later, Nintendo announces the SP with a backlight. And I'm like. Shitting me, right? <laughs> bottom light, bottom, bottom light. light. Yeah. Yes, the the SP had a bottom light, which was still shit. Yeah, it was way, <laughs> it was way better than no light. It oh yeah, it was so much better than no light, out. but it was still utter garbage. Yeah, it's folded. true. That's all it needed to do. Yes, it folded. That was awesome, and it had the bottom light. Um, I just remember playing Guilty Gear with Jason a lot. Like, way I, back, I think way, I played way, way Metroid Fusion like so many times. Like, I would just play it over and over again on the subway. That and Game Boy Advance, uh, uh, Advance Wars. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that was mine too. Yeah, Advance yeah. Wars. I could not stop playing that game, and then I played the, all the sequels and whatever. I'm kind, I'm kind of sad that they like. I played this. I've I've been playing this um, this kind of knockoff of it uh, called uh, uh, Tiny Metal. Have you guys heard of it? I don't think it's as good. I played it. I think it's not as good. It's not as good. Part of it, part yes. of it is, is just it's the same old shit. But you know, part of it is also I. I really feel like the graphic design is bad. Yes, it, it was yeah. like it looked better mm-hmm. back in the day. Like it fit more aesthetically pleasing or something like that. Like this mm-hmm. is just- no, I, it's not even that. It's just I think that like on this tiny metal, like I should like this game. It's just basically Advance Wars, right? right. I should like it, right? But mm-hmm. the like it's so hard to read the screen. Like the like nobody thought about like okay, well this color on this color is going to be like almost <laughs> invisible, <laughs> you know. Oh. But I this think is all PC also, based, right? Yeah, tiny metal is, yeah. And like it looks uh, good. No, it yeah, doesn't. Nick, I think also um your uh, your your taste in games is more refined than it was when, you know, on the on You've the grown TV, up. Right? And yeah. I, I mean mm-hmm. g- games have grown up, right? Like there's just we know a lot more about what makes a great game, both personally but also just as a uh, an industry, right? And, oh, and sure. Advance Wars was amazing at the time, but I, I think there's certain things that would feel dated about it. Okay. As you're seeing the tiny metal. Oh, for and there sure. are certain for things sure. that look great in this tiny metal game, but now like I look at it and I'm like, aesthetically, like it actually looks kind of cool. Like it, it's pretty refined. I, I kind of dig the art style, the anime ish, like minimal art style. But then I look at the, the weird 3d vertical, uh, like HUD that's put in for like hit points over things and they're super hard to read. Like there's certain things I can't even read what it says. In you know there. what, you know what it feels, you know what that game feels like graphically. And, and I agree with you, Josh. I, th- I think that's part of it for sure. Right. Like there's no new tricks in it. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. there's not, there's not mm-hmm. enough new stuff to kind of keep me super engaged, but it almost feels like a bunch of different artists were hired in isolation and then the whole thing was just glued together, you know? Like, there's just a lot of different things going on and it just, like, it doesn't mesh. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, yeah, I think- can I explain one thing that might be the reason as to why this wasn't, like, super great and polished? 
Apparently, it was put up by Sony Music Entertainment of Japan, mm-hmm. not Sony Interactive Entertainment. Really? Of yeah, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm reading an article that has the, it. It says uh, it says what's especially interesting about this game, which debuts December 21st for PC and Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4, is that Sony is publishing it, but not Sony Interactive Entertainment. Sony Music Entertainment Japan has launched a new gaming label called Unties and is publishing games for more than just Sony platforms. I. I don't ever remember this coming across. Maybe maybe they're going to make like a crypt of the Nexo, Neco, uh, Necrodancer or whatever type game, but Advance oh. Wars? That would have been actually kind of good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that would be cool. <laughs> One could hope. Tanks of the Necrodancer? Oh. Tanks of the Necrodancer. Whoa. Oh. That I, sounds I awesome. TM, TM, TM. TM that <laughs> shit, yeah. Into the Breach, have you guys played that? Oh yeah, that game is good. I feel like that that kind of feels like um, it has a lot of the same elements of Advance Wars, like the small scale and like it's mechs instead of tanks and stuff. But but it feels m- much more modern in the sense of the game design. You know, it, it brings something really new to the table. It's it's really elegant and fun and original. You know. Yeah, uh, but you know, I think it also lacks. I don't know. I just miss also like the charm of Advance Wars too. You know, like I feel like I really liked Into the Breach and I played it a lot, but I felt like it was a little dry, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can see that. I think it has its own charm, but, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's maybe a little dry. I'll give you that. It felt almost like a PC game than a, like a Switch game, you know, or whatever. I mean, I think it is a PC game. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It didn't feel cute enough. Yeah, I want a little cute, you know. Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so I I could definitely see, like, a lot of the issue that you run into is at at what point are we done with making things that are, like, crazy and new and interesting and – or – to where we look at it and we're like, no, that's that's too crazy and interesting. You know, that type of thing. Like, Kill a Queen, weird-ass fucking stupid bee game um, where all you do is run berries into a hive and do that. Like, that's interesting, but then if somebody tried to create something that was similar but still just, like, crazy, like, I don't know. It, it, you get to a point to where it's like, how many times can you jump the shark? I mean, ask Microsoft many, many, many times. <laughs> At least three. At least three. I mean, or or I you know. put a like, big enough I, gap. I, I mean, it's like saying like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I, I, think, I think that like you just like, it's like anything else, right? Like you have periods where like some really interesting idea happens, right? And then, and that moves the needle in a certain direction and people do a lot of interesting things around it. And then, and then that gets kind of stale. And then like, everybody's like, oh, well, there's no new ideas. And then all of a sudden something else pops up that feels fresh and new and not forced. And then kind of people coalesce around, around whatever that is. I don't know. Like I don't, so I don't zombie yeah, I don't, movies happen and all the crazy shit and everyone's like, no, 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 we can't do anything. And then Snowpiercer happens mm-hmm. and everyone's like, Oh shit, this is new. But then everything else that's a Snowpiercer knockoff, which we've talked at nauseum on our anime podcast about, of just like Snowpiercer knockoffs and everything wants to be Snowpiercer. Hashtag cutscene. 
Yeah. Have you watched, <laughs> yeah, have you watched Kingdom? Kingdom. What's Kingdom? Not yet. I've seen it, but I haven't watched it yet. Which it's, one's Kingdom? It's kind of amazing. I fir- I watched the first two episodes last night. It's uh, oh, it's oh, Korean. I haven't watched this yet. I I keep seeing it on Netflix. I want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's Korean, and it's about and it's like like a really 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 strange take on like it's like historical piece meets zombies and like <laughs> so. I'll give my take on it. It's Kabanari and the Iron Fortress, but what we really wanted, not crazy black giant zombie con- like morphed monster bullshit that happened. No, in no, 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 no. Like that's that. that's what it seems like when I watch it. It's like it's what we really wanted from Kabanari. It's the zombie apocalypse happened in 1800s Asia. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And, and not only that, in the royal family. Yeah. Like, and that, that happens in Kabanari. It's mm-hmm. like there's, like it happens with, it doesn't with all like happen leaders. Later, yeah. Yeah. So, but they, there's so much like other, like complete utter bullshit that happens in Kabanari that we're just like, we got bored with it. We were like, oh my God, that was just, it, it was way too so over so the top. It's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's I'm worth kinda, a watch. I'm kind of digging where it's going. I hope that it doesn't go bad, but I it looks like it's going to be an interesting ride. I've heard season two was great. So, yeah. um, okay. like, if if you if you if you're on season one, and like I've heard that season two is really great. So, like, it's not going to disappoint from anything. I just haven't. My wife isn't big on zombies, so I have to pick and choose what I watch <laughs> and right. when I can watch those types of things. But I really want to watch this. Like I, I've heard nothing but great things about Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Arthel Chronicles is a really good one too. That's kind of that Korean essence. It's just kind of hard to get through because every episode is like an hour and a half. Jeez. So you gotta kind of oh, make wow. time for it. <laughs> so every episode's a goddamn movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was like wow. that horrible Dracula series on Netflix. Did you watch that, that can be a drag. No, I didn't watch that one. The wow. first two episodes were great. And then and each episode is an hour and a half, right? Or two hours maybe? Hour Something and a half like that, hour. yeah. Uh-huh. And then the last episode, you're just like, what? How did this go <laughs> so horribly wrong so quickly? <laughs> you're talking about how like it went into uh it went into like a multiverse theory type thing of Dracula, right? It just went bad, man. It just it just <laughs> it just like it went off the rails, dude. It just was like what I don't even know what I'm watching now. Like, is this a different <laughs> show? Like, did the actors just kind of get rehired or something? Like, I don't understand what is happening here. It's it was so bad. Uh, I've heard so many things, and like so many people loved it, and I just haven't had a chance to go back into it. And I'm just like, I I don't know. the The first season was watchable, but still a little hard at some points. So I don't know how watchable the second season is going to be. Oh, yeah, all I've heard was it starts out good and turns terrible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyways. Um, anyway. All right, we can move on to the second topic for news now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, like I've completely derailed. We, oh man, we went into no, so many that's tangents. The point. That's the it's point. totally yeah. fine. That's that's, that's literally welcome to the Ibeta First podcast. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six is quote unquote years away from Bethesda. You know what you have to do? Oh yeah. Two years after they announced it at E3, you what gotta are buy they Skyrim doing these days. You gotta buy Skyrim. 
Yeah, by Skyrim. <laughs> Porting uh, Skyrim to trying to save Fallout seventy six. Oh fuck! Just stop trying to save Fallout seventy six. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I don't. Are you guys Fallout fans? We were. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, at what point can we detract ourselves from that? <laughs> I mean, it, you know. It, you can still love the the older ones. Right? Oh yeah, the older ones yeah. are fantastic. Isometric yeah. were some of the best games I ever played back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember playing that old Fallout, like the 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 like first series. Yeah, one and two were fantastic. Tactics yeah, was amazing. Uh, yeah, Tactics was amazing. I remember playing yeah. Tactics a lot. Yeah, those those are good games. They were really fun. Three was awesome, and four was just not great and then 76 just was like piece of pile of shit oh, 76 is a giant mm-hmm. turd i and- haven't played it and i i i for a while like my my youtube notifications were like completely flooded with like how horrible fallout 76 <laughs> is like every minute i was getting a ping about how horrible fallout 76 was. <laughs> i had to like turn off notifications for it a while. wasn't just it wasn't just the gameplay. It was then decisions that they would make yeah. based off of things mm-hmm. like in reactionary things of like, we fucked something up. People are exploiting it. Now we're just going to ruin all the fun that they're having as well. Like it, it, it seems like they lost where or who they used to be as a game developer. Is well, you really know, feels like. I, I mean, just being on the inside, right. I mean, like I'm not, not that I'm on the inside of Bethesda, but like I can imagine there's significant like changes in personnel you know it's like oh yeah there's to- tons of yeah. changes there. yeah the, i mean the people who made the original fallout i'm sure none of them are working on fallout now but a lot know. of it feels like it's very much a top down decision in the way that they're the way that they're handling a lot of the games um, and very much a a bottom dollar decision, but then at that sa- at the same point, it's like the bottom dollar decisions are not equating to as much money as they could be making if they didn't piss off everybody. Well, look, I mean, I don't think any AAA game is not a business, right? Like that's that's course, just yeah. that's valid yes. point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of money that goes into making a AAA game, like I think you you just can't pour that kind of money into something like that without it, you know, being more of a product than a game designed by committee. Mm-hmm. But all game design is by committee in a way, right? Like, yeah, it all depends on how big your committee is. <laughs> right. Sure. <laughs> sure. But like, I, I, and who makes the most money? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It, it it feels like there's issues, and uh, again, announcing a game specifically because they knew that they didn't have anything else coming out for years. But announcing it in what now two years later this thing is years away. Well, they're probably just which is they said that when they announced it too. Yeah, they're like, hey, Starfall is still years away, and then also Other Score Six and Starfall is still years away. Yeah, is still there. Like it's still way ahead in that. But we still have not seen anything for Starfall. But it's I'm, like, sure it's, they, no. I'm sure they had to let go of a lot of people. I'm sure that they had a huge financial hit because of Fallout 76. Oh, probably. So probably. You know, there's just no way they could be on the same production schedule than that they were before. Impossible. No way. Uh, who's excited for more. Diablo 2 Remastered to come out this year? I wonder That's if Diablo. If it, if it actually does. It's supposedly... It, so it is, it is rumored that it's supposed to hit before the end of the year. Yeah, it's... 
That's a loose rumor. It's a, I don't know if I, it's a, it's a pretty if good they make rumor. the controls and everything like they did for in. Fallout Three, but have it for Fallout Two, yeah, that'd be a hit. Diablo. Oh, people want to buy. It. Well, sorry, we're on the same. No, I want Fallout Three controls for Diablo Two. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I would love a little like tactical mini nuke in my Diablo. That'd be yeah, great. But, uh, okay, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I won't lie. I'd be stoked for Diablo Two because I didn't really like Diablo Three. Yeah, no, Diablo, Diablo 2 is, 3 is easily, good, but Diablo 2 is definitely the best one in the series by far. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So, so sure. what is, yeah, what does it mean re- remastered? I mean, is it just is it is it this exact same game but with better graphics? It, yeah, it's supposed to be theater? just the same game with beefed up graphics so that it looks better and uh supposedly with a tweaked UI so that it plays plays more like Diablo 3 on console. Because okay. cool. Diablo yeah, 3 had cool. actually, re- one of the great things that Diablo 3 had going it was, was the controls were great on console. Does that mean it that was I can play it on my Switch? Yeah, that's that's Ooh, the, the rumors. It is supposed to come out that, on all platforms. Yeah, that, that would be That would be winning. really good. That would be cool. If the rumor is true, which I don't put a whole lot of faith in. Why not? I, I put more Why? faith I put more faith in it than some other things that I've read over the last <laughs> few like months. So uh, Diablo two has been like one of those rumored things and it's all but been confirmed. It's going to come in order to get Diablo two remaster. You have to pre-order immortal. <laughs> what? No. Don't you have phones? <sighs> yeah. Don't you have phones? Just download it. You just pre-order it. Oh. Didn't they lose like some of the source code for Diablo two though? Maybe. No, I doubt that because I know my brother was working on that game on Diablo. I thought game. that's what I read. Well, well into like the mid 2010s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like people don't know this, but they kept like doing all these weird little micro adjustments to it. Yeah. They had the servers open forever okay. too. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I was like, what? That's still, that's still like, you guys are still working on that? Be like, just like yeah. Titan Quest, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have phones. <laughs> well, yeah. Titan Quest still coming with the expansion packs. God, how years old later. is that game now? 13 years? Jeez, so long. Here's a $20 expansion. They gotta be yeah. trying. Hey, I have no be, problem with a $20 expansion a if, it's, one. if it's long enough. In which case, Chris, yeah. Chris has played and he's like, that was worth a $20 expansion. So, like, I got no problem. They've been with doing that. full expansions for it. Like, but it's like still like years and years and years later. Like, come on, you guys gotta be feeling frying it for a second one, right? When the second one coming out, do they need to though? People are still if people are still playing it and it warrants enough for an expansion. Do they need to come out with a second one that all that it all that it's doing is either retconning a bunch of shit and making a new storyline or just updating the graphics? But they could incrementally upgrade the graphics for a game as they're currently going. Like look at look at the way that Guild Wars and Guild Wars Two was going. Guild Wars Two yeah. is still doing content and doing updates and everything for it, and people still like there's still a shit ton of people playing it and buying it. Yeah, but oh. typically when you talk about a sequel yeah. or something like that, you're talking about a different engine or different uh, UI experience and stuff like that. Not just yeah. like not a but decade old need? action RPG. Do you need to do it though? That's the question. I don't know. Ask the billion versions of Mario. Ask a. Uh, no. Fallout games, as all of them, they have like a billion different things. Like, well, yeah, you. It's, a, the it's new- a new person that ho- owns the rights to it now, so I'm guessing they're just trying to feel it, like how the same developer or publisher owns the rights to Gothic now, where they came with the Gothic teaser for a full remake of the original Gothic. True. 
Very true. I could see that. But yeah, you are right, Jason, with like the whole like new Super Mario Brothers and then new Super Mario Brothers 2. Like all you did was add on like another costume and that's yep. it. Yep. <laughs> it's yeah. the same engine, looks the same, plays the same, like all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think this is just more THQ Nordic just poking like, is there life in this franchise? Should we pursue it further? Let's just release the expansion or let's just do a demo remake of it and give to people who bought previous games from this publisher or developer. Yeah, the goal of developers to release the game using the same exact engine as the previous game. <laughs> <laughs> takes a lot of balls. Is, that, is that your goal, yeah. Josh? Yeah, no, I said the goal. Oh, the goal. <laughs> I mean, whatever, what a bunch man. of dicks. What a bunch of dicks using using an old ass engine that runs on arcade cabs <laughs> and then trying to pawn it off as something new because the main character has abs now. Exactly. You and now we all know that they all have abs. They're just hidden under t-shirts. Even the queen. <laughs> Even so the now queen. it now Dude, needs to be that fun. queen's yeah. got a fucking 12 pack. She's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> She ain't got no six pack, twelve pack. Twelve pack. Hashtag twelve pack. Yep. <laughs> Queen's hashtag Queen's a beast. <laughs> it's canon now. God. Oh, oh man. Did uh, we make it? Did we make a hundred percent, Josh? Oh, on our Kickstarter. Yeah, oh. I think we were close. We're really close. We're uh, seven hundred dollars away. Put it out seven hundred dollars away. That's it. How do we find yeah. all the information to get to your Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. Um. Go to Kickstarter and search for for abs versus the Blood Queen. Or you can but, Google search abs versus the Blood Queen. Yeah, and it, the Kickstarter comes yep. up like third, I think, in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's get some plugs in there. Yeah, let's let's do more plugs yeah, other than two, talking about how I just have to this podcast for plugging. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about yeah, it. No, it's yeah, it's on it's on Kickstarter right now for nine more days. We're about to hit our goal. I'm guessing tomorrow. I hope tomorrow. Uh, looks like all, all signs point to our, towards tomorrow. I mean, once this podcast is this a magic drops, eight ball? obviously. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have no, a magic um, eight ball sitting over in Josh's office saying right. all, all signs point to that's, fund. That's how we make most of our business decisions. <laughs> uh, I, no, sw- I swore I would never do another Kickstarter. Me too, actually. And uh, then lo and behold. And lo and behold, here well, we are. But well, like, it came I about. Think, I, think it's, I think it's been okay because I turned off notifications from it. So I don't know how much money it's. I, it's like I didn't yeah. get the Pavlovian training in the first couple of days that now I'm like going through withdrawal. Well, you know, Kickstarter oh, themselves changed something that I think is a brilliant move. It, so it used to it used to be every time you got a backer, they would send you an email that said new backer alert and how much they backed you for and all that and the name of the person with every single backer. And uh, it, it really got that, you addicted to that's it. That's excessive. And yeah, they, they no longer do that. And I think it's partially a privacy thing. They, they added a lot of... Uh, wording when you go to to even look at who the backers are that say it says like if you're looking at this it can't be just even because you're curious it, it, it has to be like because you're doing it for fulfillment um because this is supposed to be private um so i think that was part of it and also i think they just understood that it, it was it was literally addictive seeing everybody come through you know 14 bucks at a time <laughs> like <laughs> um and um but but 
I think the the biggest reason why we used Kickstarter for this was like we knew that we needed to uh, make this project happen very quickly because this 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 project is kind of our reaction to how COVID is affecting the arcade industry and the bar industry, which is who we sell games to normally. And um, so we said, okay, like let's make a game as quickly as we can, which is why we're using Killer Queens. Yeah, because you made this for. This has been a what a month in development? Month yeah, I guess I guess we're probably we're getting on maybe five or six weeks now, but yeah, not very long. And um, and it's supposed to come out when estimated release date? Uh, like, and it's sometime in June. And end of June is what we're is what we're saying. We're I'm hoping it's actually so super short development time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's a relatively small game, but um, the reason we're able to do it so fast is it's built on Killer Queen, so. It's like all the basic controls, the characters, a lot of the gameplay elements, they're all there, but we're just, we're using it in a different way. Instead of it being like a multiplayer competitive game, it's a single player scrolling game. So like we added scrolling, for instance, which is not, doesn't, didn't take us that much time to add, right? But it, it completely changes how the game feels and looks and matters. But then like, we also had to do a lot of new things. Like we, we gutted out the entire old tiling system, right? And like, so now that works completely differently and like, you know, everything, like all the maps are procedural. So like we needed a whole different system for that. It's so there is a, like, as far as like the, 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 the player physics and stuff, that's all the same, but a lot of the stuff has changed around it. And then now you got to make it work with like a mouse and keyboard. And does it work with gamepad as well, or no, yeah. no mouse, just keyboard and, and, and keyboard. gamepads. Oh, and gamepads. And gamepads yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No mouse. I mean, why would you need a mouse for a platformer? <laughs> for fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess technically you, you can use a mouse on the menus and stuff like that, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right, right? Yeah. You guys are three hundred and ten dollars. That control scheme of the mouse and keyboard. Really? Yeah, it, you were oh. at thirty-two thousand six hundred and ninety dollars. Maybe we'll hit it during this recording. I, that's I was just wondering. I'm like, yes. I'm like now that I have the Kickstarter up, I'm like, maybe I should just keep refreshing and see if <laughs> if we fund. See, now did now you're getting the sickness. Now you're you're getting. The, <laughs> oh, I can totally <laughs> see the the, the dev. Yeah. yeah, the yes. dev Kickstarter kick sickness. Like I could see that. 100%. But yeah, so I mean, well, the reason why we did Kickstarter was like. We, we, like, normally I think we would have probably built a vertical slice of this game, taken it to a publisher, found funding, you know, or, or maybe develop it ourselves and then just, uh, you know, sell it outright, depending. I mean, there's different strategies, but, like, we just didn't really have the time for that. We said, like, we have to do this next week. And so we said, like, what's the quickest way we can get it directly into people's hands and, and get some, get some uh, you know, revenue going to, to help keep our, our business afloat too, right? And and we knew that um, Killer Queen has a very vocal and active community and, you know, like we were hoping to, to leverage that and, and, you know, we have in many ways and they've been very supportive and helpful and, um, you know, I mean, I, like every, every Kickstarter, a lot of the backers are your friends and family. And uh, the fact is like with Killer Queen, like we're, we've become friends with so many of the competitive players now. I mean, those are our friends a lot. Of them. Mm-hmm. And so they've really supported us a lot in this. Um, and, 
you know, I mean, it's, I think it just, it happened to be the right fit at the right time, even though uh, six weeks ago, we probably, Nick and I would have said, yeah, well, we're never doing a Kickstarter again because we've both, we've both done it before. And it's a lot of work. I mean, this has been a lot of work too. Oh, sure. and it sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think this project is better because we're just saying up front, this is going to be a small game and we're going to finish it. We're, we're, we're just going to power through it and like, you know, like be done in a few months. Right. Whereas like a lot of, a lot of the expectations with Kickstarter is that you're going to like deliver the, the world's greatest game or whatever. And then people get angry because it takes you 14,000 years to do it because Wait, there is a, because in order for you to get the money, you <laughs> promised the world. Right. And like, <laughs> it's just a trap, you know, like, I think board games are really the best. Like, I think that they've got it figured out. You That's know? the the board game platform is the one that I've really been able to grasp onto of like, okay, like that. that's the one where they can literally look at it and be like, okay, where do we, how much money is going to have to go into these, into the production of this? And they can talk with people as far as like, producing physical things they're like okay this is how much money it's going to cost you right and then they can figure that out Mm -hmm. which i got a board game kickstarter happening in the next couple months it's called dice miner am i allowed to plug another project yes no yes you are dice miner i need to write that down so that i have that in my notes for other things all right on yeah atlas games is publishing it uh kickstarter is coming out pretty soon oh i didn't know atlas was publishing that uh yep yeah oh that's cool so Dice Miner, we need to keep an eye out for that one, huh? What's that one going to be about? Um, or can you not talk about it yet? Oh, yeah, no, I can talk about it. It's um, it's a dice drafting game. And so uh, basically there is this, um, the board is this 3D mountain that you pour a bunch of dice onto, and then you can you take turns drafting dice off of the top of the mountain. And so it actually uses gravity to like pull the dice down towards the bottom and, and control. Like, like if, if you pull dice from... There's special moves that allow you pull dice from the bottom and then they slide down. So it has like a physical component, but it ultimately it's like a it's a a, very, a light strategy game. Um, Interesting about dice drafting. Mm. Yeah, that's um, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty happy with how it's how it's turned out, and I've loved working with Alice. They're a, they're just they've been a pleasure to work with. They've figured out so many um, so much about like the manufacturing of the mountain itself, which is a really complicated thing. Figured out how to make it work, and, um, and they have they just have some really good insight into into games, but like both the game design, but then also how to frame everything in a way to to help sell the game. I mean, we'll see how it sells, but but it seems um, you know. Uh, so far, I've been very happy work, working with them. Nice. I that's the, like I said. I, I've bought a couple of uh, board games off of that, and board and card games off of it. And I think that I think that that is, like I said, the one of the better ones is because you can figure out exactly how much your production cost is going to be, as opposed to you know shit changing. Like shit, we can't get any of this engine to work. We have to completely revise it and start from like halfway from scratch and scrub right. six months worth of work and redo this now. Right. And you're like, how are we going to pay people to, you know, feed their families? Um, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a bad model because like, honestly, like I think that the expectation of the backers in a, in a lot of cases is that like, it's a pre-sale yes. and that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Although for it, board games, it is right. Like, well, for, for board, board games, games, it is, which is why it works. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But because like, you know, what's no going to happen. 
in production. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's that's no the, way for video games that that can be like that. Well, although why couldn't you launch a Kickstarter when you're done? Like, why not? Because like, it make, costs so much that most developers can't get to that polished state without, like, on their own dime. Yeah, right? but, but why don't, for instance, why doesn't a why doesn't a video game publisher, in the same way that a board game publisher? Finish a game, finish a video game, and then a month before it comes out on Steam, or, you know, and everything else, just put it up on Kickstarter. Just I have a feeling that I that's mean, actually happened. If you have happened. the money to do that, you yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling that that that, that has actually happened, and yeah. it actually got the wrath of the internet. So the other thing you have oh, to worry right. about is the internet going like, "Well, this fucking game is coming out. Why are you asking us for money to publish this game that you right. already have coming out that you're going to sell mm-hmm. us in a month and a half or two months?" Hmm. Um, and that's it's the, internet. The, the internet. Like is physical physical and stuff like yeah, the yeah. internet is a fickle bitch. Yeah, the internet's a fickle bitch, and no matter what, you're gonna get backlash for everything. It depends on how you sell it, also. Yeah. So well, who knows? There could be a way. A good. Yeah, but like, I mean, if you're laughing all the way to the bank, <laughs> what difference? <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like you know, who cares, right? Like, there's always gonna be like really vocal people on the internet who are angry about something, you know, because, because I don't know, they got, because they can be, because they can be. And because they've found a platform where they can be heard. Right. So like, fine, you know, but like, I'll tell you what makes them even more angry is that like they spend whatever their $10 on a game. And then like, Five years later, they're reminded that it may be coming out in a year, you know? So, <laughs> like, which is the better option? <laughs> yeah, I hate to interrupt, but I have some, some good news for you guys. Did it, did it fun? Do we hit oh, it? I see it. 33,124. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Abs versus the Blood Queen has officially Con- funded mid-recording of this podcast. Uh, congratulations. congratulations congratulations that's awesome. everybody yay congratulations 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 everybody listening at home thanks thanks for backing us right <laughs> yeah, thank you it's live recording 387 backers yeah. thirty three thousand dollars did you guys sell any of the cabs yeah yes. we we sold uh we sold one we sold the prototype cab Actually. Nice. Um, and we actually sold another one, but not through Kickstarter. Like the guy didn't want to go through Kickstarter. Don't blame but, him. So technically it funded. <laughs> uh, yes, technically. I don't, I, was know, actually, I don't know if we've actually collected on, on that one yet. But, uh, so uh, uh, hilarious I'm, side story to go with this is that I was, uh, so we've, we've done uh, KQ Black um, twice through my company's uh, Twitch Twitch account. Uh, I do MoneyWise Multiplayer on Tuesdays. And last week I had one of one of our younger game coaches. He was like, he watched me playing KQ Black with a bunch of the guys from from like the KQ Discord just randomly on a Tuesday afternoon here in Phoenix. And he's like, this game looks dope. I'm gonna buy it. So he bought it. And then I was like, all right, well, Simon, if you want to play, we'll do kill we'll do Killer Community again. Um, for it, you know, might as well. Like we haven't played it in a month, we can do it. And he had a fight stick, and he was playing. He's like, "Oh my god, 
playing on the fight stick so much better. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's exactly how it is in the arcade, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So when you can go out to bars again, Mm -hmm. you need to go to like a bonus round or any of the other ones. Cause I think he's not far from the Gilbert based one that's in Phoenix or in the Gilbert area. I was like, you just need to go to an arcade and play it there. Like as like regular killer queen. What's that arcade like bonus round or the other one? Uh, Either one really. Bonus round is uh, is straight up barcade. Um, everything's free to play except for KQ, right, Chris? Yeah, I think KQ is still not free to play. Yeah, KQ is still it's like it's free to play on because that's our nights that's our like comedian that. one. Yeah, that's the one that that uh, Mercury Squad not actually owned. Bar. Um, but, uh, that's a, that's actually a great place. They've been doing a really good job selling like growlers and a bunch of shit to kind of keep themselves afloat and selling a mm-hmm. uh, bonus round merch. I don't know about a lot of the other barcades in the Phoenix area though. Like I know that a lot of places are really struggling with the lockdown stuff oh, and yeah. Thankfully, places are mm-hmm. reopened up actually today for limited service. And it's like you can't have more than 10 people within a certain amount of area and all oh, that really? stuff. Um, but that literally happened in Phoenix today until we all start dying again. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> the pessimist in me starts coming out. But uh, um, so far, everyone's been doing a good job of trying to make sure that, that they're doing the right things to, to sell things. And alcohol, surprisingly enough, has been the great equalizer in making sure that some places stay afloat. Just yeah. sell, sell growlers yep. and sell cans and whatnot. Uh, I actually thought about driving down to bonus round multiple times. Like I was real close because they actually had hops landing cans going into April. And I was like, fuck. It's like the last places you can buy hop slam. <laughs> like, are, we, are we ever not going to be in quarantine? Uh, until that's a whole other conversation, but from yes. whatever, from what they say is until we have a, an, uh, an actual uh, vaccination for it, who knows? Um, that could be two years from now. Yeah. They're saying that we should be able to get one by the end of the year, but who knows on that yeah. aspect. Um, the it's worst case is that you want to die. Yeah. I yep. have an eight year old. Well, he turns eight next month, but it's like, I have an eight year old that he hasn't been in school. Although his grades have gone up since my wife has been teaching him. That's one of those hilarious things. Where, like, so like, apparently Shannon's a great teacher because his grades have gone up now ever since he's been doing it. But at the same point, we're both still working full time. Like, she makes more money than me. Like she is the breadwinner in this, in this family. And she has to teach him because I have no fucking patience to teach a kid. Like I cannot do that. Um, so she is a saint for doing both of those things, but we're getting into now, like her office is reopening up again in the next couple of weeks. We're like, well, thankfully, uh, even though he's not going to be able to go to summer camp, at least I'll be able to work from home a lot because we're going to have him there. Like summer camps aren't reopening. Like it's just fucked for a lot of these things. Yeah. And the, as much as I, I don't want to be like the martyr, like, Oh, poor kid or poor parents. And when I like parents, I think honestly have it the worst right now because we could end up getting fucked by some companies. If, if you don't have a good company, like the company that I work mm-hmm. for, for my regular day job, uh, very understanding, very like family first company. Like we understand in the, the mortgage company that my wife works for is very family first. And they totally understand, like we have nowhere that we can send these kids, but there are a lot of people out there that are screwed with childcare because you can't get anything. You can't put that many kids in an area. Uh, it's hard to screen. Like there's so many things, but 
We don't I want mean, to get too a, deep. There's in a lot that of people that are just screwed all around. Yeah. 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 Just fucked in general. I've been lucky enough that my job pivoted into something that worked on things. Um, Chris has been lucky enough that he's works for a government contractor. So like that shit ain't going anywhere. And nope. Jason's lucky enough that his, his company's tech. So <laughs> all internet based. Mm-hmm. It's for the most part, if you can work from home, you're good to go. Um, but it's, it hits a lot of people. Um, and it, it screws with a lot of people. I have a lot of friends that, that own restaurants and own bars and things like that, that are struggling hard or own other companies that they, it's just like, everything's hitting them. No I can't what. even imagine like, you know, like in New York, one out of 10 new restaurants fails within the first year, like the mm-hmm. between the high rent, the competition, like, you know, all these factors, it's just almost impossible to like mm-hmm. keep a restaurant open. Right. And like, I can't even imagine what these guys are going through because it's all like month to month. I mean, they don't save anything, you yeah. know? No. And it's one of the I'm reasons just, why restaurant renovations are so, are so hard to do. Like you, you see restaurants that stay the same for so long because there's a lot of families out there that like, it's like we're barely pulling enough for the family to survive, like let alone save enough to do a full on renovation in, in the dining area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like it's, it's so hard and it, it sucks so bad for so many people. And like, there's no way that you can say it that makes it, that makes it sound like you're, you're not just like, well, at least I don't have to deal with it. Like, th- there's absolutely no way that it's, mm-hmm. it's never going to come off that way, but it just really, really sucks. I will say though, that the fact that you guys were able to launch and fund a Kickstarter in the middle of all this just proves that how much people love the game itself. Yep. Let alone the fact that it's like you guys are, you're launching a Kickstarter in the middle of this. Why would you do that? But the people love the game. They love Killer Queen and they they love everything that you guys are doing so much that they're willing to back it even during these tumultuous times, which speaks I, volumes to the game. I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm actually shocked at how good it's coming out. Like it's like, (laughs) you know, like our first, our first idea for it was like, well, let's make a trainer that like, so like KQ players can just like practice, you know, like while we're all in quarantine. Right. And it'll use the same physics (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. And then like, we're like, well, that's not going to be very exciting. How are we going to launch it? Nobody else is going to fund it. And there's just not enough competitive KQ players for that to like be a thing. Right. So it just started to evolve from there. And the game is actually pretty fun. And I think that like we've, we've come out with like a lot of really good ideas and I don't know, like I, 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 I don't think people are going to be unhappy with what they get. Let's put it that. It's been a really good lesson is, in how uh, really tight constraints can breed creativity. You know, yeah. The fact that we had to work with the existing code base that we have to do it in a short period, that has to be single player, which is not what we're used to working with. I mean, all those constraints are, they've made it really interesting and really, really cool and fun. I mean, I've been enjoying the process. It's, it's been um, grueling, the, the amount of hours we've been putting into it. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I wish I could see the team face to face and stuff like that, but overall I've been, I've really been enjoying it. And, and personally, I, one, one other thing I really like is, um, 
like I, I generally do the audio for the games, but for multiplayer games, you don't really have a lot of room for music because it gets in the way of like at least the style of mm-hmm. player games we do. Mm-hmm. But um, with this, there's lots of room for music. So I, I just started getting into writing the music for the game. And uh, that's been actually really fun for me to like just do something different, you know. Is there going to be a quiz about Live Tour at the end of it, though? I think that could be an Easter egg. I don't see that one yet. I see I see a forty thousand dollar stretch goal to put abs in KQ Black That's and then true. a fifty-five thousand dollar stretch So it's gonna be like a seventy thousand dollar stretch goal. Sixty-nine thousand dollar stretch goal. You heard it here first, everybody. To put Lipitor ads at the end and quit. Well, but you know, in order they are quite litigious, so it's gotta be like Zipator or something, you know. <laughs> Zipperator. It's like the it's like the Mexican like off market equivalent. Zip- don't want a free ad. Door. Lipitor is actually yeah. not really. They they lost their patents and whatnot already. So I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to playing it without the Lipitor ads. Even. <laughs> oh wow! I, I was I was really looking forward to Lipitor ads. I'm mildly yes. defeated you now that there's none. <laughs> Can I get abs versus the Lipitor queen? <laughs> you know what? Yeah. All you need to do is write a check to Bumblebear Games. <laughs> it's simple as that. Just like a big one, right? Like I need a lot of zeros on it. Wait, know? wait, like like this big or this just, big? You know, bought, just not dogfighting. Just not dogfighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We bought a giant novelty That's the line. That's the line. Memo. Bumble Bash 4. We bought a a giant novelty check, and it never showed up. And I'm just waiting one day for it to show up at Jamal's apartment. (laughs) (laughs) He does with it. Does it say Bumble Bear Games on it? Or no, is it you just... fill it out. It's just blank. Uh, (laughs) If you need a place to order from... Let me know. I I have some printers that will actually do it and oh, yeah. actually deliver on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> for a giant check. That's good to like know. <laughs> let me let me know. I'll help you guys okay. out. All right. So we're at like two hours and twenty minutes so far oh. into this, and we could continue to talk. But let's be honest. Nobody's commuting, as Josh said. Like I'm not doing my hour plus commute each way into the office, so I'm barely listening to any podcasts. So nobody's listening to podcasts as much as they are anymore. Oh, oh really? So, I mean, is, is that true? Like, you, you, is your like viewership? Our listenership totally has actually gone down a, a little bit um, since, except for cutscene because people love the fucking like weird ass anime um, all over the world. <laughs> we we get more <laughs> listens in random ass countries for our anime podcast than huh. anything that we do for this video game one. <laughs> it's okay. so weird. I only have one question for you guys. Yeah. How do you feel about Attack on Titan? Uh, I hate the animation. Oh. Right? Season, season one, great. Season two, uh, season three, why are we even bothering anymore? The animation style really kills it for me. And I read, I mm-hmm. read the manga for a while. So I know that it's not like, it's not a decision that was made by the anime studio to make this weird ass fucking animation. Like that's how the animated style was for the original manga. It, it, I tried, I watched the first season. But that's what I love about it. Stug. It's so punk rock. It's so creepy though. It's so weird. <laughs> that's so, what it's at, all about. I've seen because too much it of it. weird. And then, then, it literally just started jumping the shark. Hmm, interesting. Like that's that's where I really got it. Of like once you once like 
other people could change into Titans and do stuff. They, it yeah. Just Once it became like it Evangelion like, with meat suits, I was like, okay, thank this you. isn't as funny. Yes, yeah, we've okay. talked about that before. It's like, it's basically <laughs> yeah. Evangelion with meat suits. Yes. I, I was trying to remember what it was that we, that we equivalented that out to. Um, Attack on Titan's all right. Um, but that's, that's where we were talking about Kabanari and the Iron Fortress, which was, it's from the same studio, Studio With, that did Attack on Titan. And we started watching it. We're like, yeah, this is great. Like, it's nothing like Attack on Titan. And then all of a sudden, the zombies formed into a giant black mass <laughs> Titan <laughs> that started attacking. We're like, oh, it's Attack on Titan. What did I watch recently that It's like they learned some stuff from Attack on Titan, made it slightly better, but then. They learned some of the wrong things from Attack on Titan. And then they started going back to Jump <laughs> the Shark. Did so, you guys watch a Gene? Which one? A Gene. A J I N. Oh, uh, I watched. Yeah, it was on Netflix, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I watched. Yeah, the whatever, first season. Yeah. yeah, the animation for that one just really bugged me. It's very R W B Y or Ruby or whatever the hell. Like it's that that CG yeah. animation that mm-hmm. like really. I can so you guys are like real, real traditionalists. Like you you want like anime anime i can that barely no put up with that style of animation in berserk because i loved the original berserk series and the and the berserk manga so fucking much that i am willing to put up with the fact that it's this like creepy cg animation just so that i can see guts get his fucking black armor and just annihilate demons and all sorts of mm-hmm. shit <laughs> like i will put up with it but that's that's it like the cg stuff is it doesn't it's look tough. good enough the mouthing never matches up properly. Like you can, it's much easier to match up uh, English dialogue and even Japanese dialogue in with the the animation. The CG it just never works right because you're so they're so focused on lips and everything else. Right, because in, in, in animation mm-hmm. you can just have the character goes go me 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 me. me, 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 me yeah, me, it's me, all lip flapping. It's not phonemes and stuff. Exactly. And then in animation, in three D animation though, they're actually making the movements with their mouth. So yeah, they're like what we talked about with Final Fantasy Seven R. Like some of the stuff is really good. Like some of their mouth animations are great, and then there's certain ones that you look at and you're like, yeah, they didn't expect anybody to really look at this guy it is like yeah <laughs> it, i'm a that uncanny, yeah. uncanny valley with the mouth mm-hmm. and yeah. i have huge you issues sure folks until you get weird with it like, eric, eric likes it when they have a pretty mouth the uncanny valley for me is like i i have the big i feel like i have the biggest valley of not love for the uncanny valley some people will be like i know it's fine i'm like nope fuck it i can't deal with it like no oh my god did you guys see cats talking about watch that bullshit (laughs) oh no you gotta see it you gotta be really really high I, I have a feeling it. there's not enough weed in the I world. I will wait for the butthole edition See, of Cat. I will wait <laughs> yeah, for a government contractor. I can't be high. It's, yeah. it's, I can be drunk. So I can't be high. Yeah, it, will it work I'm if you're you, drunk? You got to see it in the theater, though, because I think what's like starting to happen, oh. well, was starting to happen, was this kind of gelling of a rocky horror type experience where oh people God. knew the lines and stuff and then they were like doing a call and response to like oh God. what was happening on the screen but it was hilarious and then so mm. like I'm in there in the theater with our tech support guy who's now like our social media guy yeah. Chaco, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and we're watching it and we're sitting next to these like these two guys who are like super into cats and they get so <laughs> angry that they like storm out of the theater because everybody's not showing enough respect to the movie. It was amazing. Okay. It was just your first freaking. problem is that you were sitting next to two guys that were super into Cats the Musical, which is a fucking horrible musical in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's wretchedly bad. And yeah. if these guys are like, people aren't showing enough respect to Cats the Musical, <sighs> how fucking horrible are these human beings that you were sitting next to? <laughs> yeah, they were great. They were great. Uh, <laughs> they were a great, a great bunch of people. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, the, the next day, it's like, like we just we were both in the office and like I was just like I just slipped on the jellicles, you know? I just like just like start I played it on Spotify or whatever and like we just could not stop laughing. Like we <laughs> literally could not stop laughing. I mean it was kind of amazing. I don't know. I, I feel I don't, like it's Rocky so Horror bad, Picture it's Show. It's so though. bad it turns a corner. Like it, it <laughs> I feel like Rocky Horror Picture Show, though, they meant for it to be like that. Oh, no, they didn't. Yes. I mean, they did and they didn't. You think Tim Curry went into it going, I'm going to dress in drag and it's going to be like, I'm going to win this an Oscar is how, for this, this is how I get no, my Oscar, yeah. I, 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 oh, no, of course not. But I, I think that he, I think the whole cast just thought it would be like a fun, weird project to do. Yeah, like nothing mm-hmm. that was going to be like this great existential yeah, they didn't thing. didn't know it was going to become mm-hmm. like a cult classic and, and then we're going to be throwing toast at screens. Cats, I feel like, and from everything that I've read, read on that they thought that this was going to be like a great fucking movie oh yeah people yeah, were going to oh, yeah, be like yeah, yeah. this will be like les mis it's going to be amazing i'm going to really like show my chops in this movie and then everyone just goes nope this is why we can't have cat girls no it's great <laughs> it's great I, oh we found I, nico's I fetish everybody you couldn't, uh-huh. you couldn't pay yep. me to watch les mis you just could not pay me to watch i Somebody paid for a free ticket for me to go see it on Broadway, and I did. And, like, I was there, and I was with my brother, and we started making jokes about flying nuns, like, (laughs) while we were in the theater. We couldn't stop laughing. And then, like, people were just, like, looking, turning around at us and stuff. And, like, the people we were with were like, what the fuck is wrong with you idiots, right? And, like, but I just, like, watching the movie, I just couldn't. Like, I, I just, there's no way. There's so how high were you when when you went to see Les Mis? <laughs> I wasn't high at all. <laughs> I wasn't high at all. But see, like, like, I I really I can enjoy Les Mis as a musical. Um, really, watch, watching a full on play, I don't think I can really get in. But as a musical, like just the music itself, uh, PBS used to used to do that like small stage set with that they would run. Um, and it, and they would run it like during a lot of their telethons and whatnot. Um, and I could actually watch and listen to that because I, I was a band nerd growing up. So I, I like music, um, but fuck cats. I'm sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> I just, I just think that, about it. I just think exactly. that, fuck talking about it too, man. Jesus Christ. Oh, geez. I, I am falling asleep just talking about no, this shit on right musical podcast. Jeez. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Anyways, all right. So we 
we made it long enough so that so the Avs versus Killer Queen finally uh, hit its goal. Oh my God, you're at you're at thirty two thousand six hundred and fifty three right now as wow. we end this. So you guys are continually going up. It's the it's the good I beat it first juju. Oh right. Wow. You're welcome, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we'll this isn't even out yet. No one's seen this podcast. No, no, we're we're exuding the, the it's fun our things. energy. It's our energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All that yeah, energy in the world. Thank, thank you. you. Keep it coming. Can you keep it can you keep it keep that energy going for another Yes, nine actually days? we we yeah. want it to keep going because of the fact that a, we want to get abs into KQ Black, which everybody out there should own. KQ Black, it's a $10 game now on uh, on the Switch eShop, and it's also on Steam. Like, fun-ass game to play. Oh, catch has ended it. Jellical Eric. There you are. Jellical Eric. There you are. You're back. Yeah. Oh. Dude, did he froze for like a minute? Oh, did it stop for a second? Oh, shit. Oh, man, I was going. The great thing is, is that my uh, my audition recording just has me talking great things about KQ Black. <laughs> like, so I have it recorded here. Um, but KQ Black is a is a great game and we want to get abs into KQ Black. Like that's that's what we have to hit. Yeah, we have to hit 45,000 in order to do that. So people keep or 40,000 to, to get him in there. So everyone keep pumping money into this. And then apparently at fifty five thousand we get switch support. Yeah, that's you guys are gonna port it, right? We, yeah. I mean, we love we love the switch. We're, I mean, and 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 the switch is great for Killer Queen Black. So it's just a really good fit for for our style of games. And, and yeah, personally, the, we, we just we want to we want to put this on switch. Yeah, I want to play it on switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play it on switch. So, anyways, keep pumping money into the Killer Queen uh, Killer Queen Ab versus the Blood Queen. Uh, Kickstarter, everybody, so we can do it. Uh, thank you very much, Nick and Josh, for joining us and just giving us yes, random musings <laughs> into Absolutely. your psyche. Thank you. It's it always awesome hanging out with all, yeah, all of them. I was going to yeah. say, like, this is still, like, even just a fragment of the weird random bullshit that we had in the, like, five hours <laughs> or whatever that we spent at the Korean barbecue one. <laughs> that Korean right. barbecue was dope. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking good. Legendary for sure. So much Man, food, so, so much alcohol, so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cheap. I was like, I don't know what kind of meat I'm eating right now, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Didn't matter. <laughs> it is amazing. Good. Yep. <laughs> the great thing is, it's, it was so cheap that cheap ass Jason like looked at the bill and he's like, "Well, shit, I'll just fucking like put all of this. This <laughs> yep. is nothing. This I is need it for buying this. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> this is way less than what I thought it was gonna be." I thought the all three assholes of us were gonna have to like come together. He's like, I got pocket change for that. <laughs> Man, I would go there. I would go back there in a heart. Oh fuck yeah. Oh, and that yeah. place oh, it yeah. actually was good quality meat. Like oh, I didn't yeah. get sick. Did we get sick after that? that? No. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Koreatown, right, man. Koreatown. All right. Well, anyways, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. Uh, this will hopefully go live before tomorrow night, Tuesday night, so that it'll be Ooh, up. Um, but thank you very much. Uh, do you guys have any parting words for the Killer Queen community or anything in general? We love community? you and stay safe. And thanks to thanks to all, all you guys, too, for bringing us on here. And thank you for, for uh, making our Kickstarter Cross the finish line. Yeah, <laughs> your uh, amazing energy and and I and it was, I mean it was cool hanging out. Like it's you know it's it's late here. It's like it's two a.m. here. Yeah, it's like it's it, super late for you guys. Yeah, it was fun yeah. hanging out late at night doing this and uh, uh, yeah, this was it was a nice a nice way to start the week. I gotta say. Yeah, we're glad Josh we have you says, on. Josh told me yeah. it's like. 
can you do it tonight? I was like, what time? He's like, 1130. I'm like, PM? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we did offer to start our podcast earlier. And Josh was like, that's early for us. Yeah. Both of you guys were like, oh, yeah, that's early. What are you talking about? It's fine. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome well thank you we guys do very all much our interviews late night then like oh, yeah like three hours long with alcohol and everything that's <laughs> totally. that's how we yep. prefer to do our interviews is late at night alcohol driven and like get everybody just lubed up enough so that they don't care about what they're saying for sure yes <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good plan sounds like a good plan awesome cool. thanks a lot everybody thank uh, we'll see you guys thanks, in yeah. two weeks yeah But it was it was it was it was odd and tasty at the same time. I have this former student who was Thai and he moved back to Thailand. So when so when I went went there, uh, you know, I reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, I'm in I'm in Bangkok, let's hang out or whatever. And he was like, Yeah, sure, blah, blah, blah. And then he he has gone on since to like teach in Thailand or whatever. And he had this student who opened up who decided to become an ice cream designer. And she opened up this like tiny boutique ice cream shop in the mall, right? In like one mall in Thailand, right? (laughs) And it's like right across the street from like the big art museum there or whatever. So I guess a lot of people come over and try it out or whatever. But it was like all the flavors were totally bizarre. Mm -hmm. Like global warming was one of them and stuff. Why why is it an ice cream designer and not an ice cream chef? Don't ask those questions. I mean, you have have kitten (laughs) experts. You have kitten experts, ice cream designers, and anime titty experts. Yeah, there you go. It's just like historians, dream jobs. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, I, I guess. Isekai historian. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not like I have a problem with somebody being an expert in ice cream, but why are they des- a designer, not a chef? Like, so it's like calling me a game chef. <laughs> Maybe you are. Maybe, Maybe you are a game, game chef. chef. That's so, your sorry, new title. Okay. Yeah. Job title. I, I, I'm, I a, I'm a game, I'm a game short order cook, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> game like one cook. I do real good at getting out like the real easy stuff, real nice, fling it out there. You know, we're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, man. I'm a game shoe chef. (laughs) I mean, put it on a business card. That's a whole other tradition there. That's a... That comes from the French uh, game school, really. <laughs> <laughs> the the les sac les bleus. Yeah, yeah. le game. <laughs> le game. Game les bleus. Game le bleu. Le bleu. It's Mario. School oh. gaming culinary. <laughs> <laughs>